Project Kayfabe. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. This is going to be episode 55. Yeah, we're going back to the whole number list because I realized, you know, I went with season one and then we had our couple of, you know, episodes and stuff. And then I decided to jump to a season two and restarted from scratch. But I'm like, I kind of want to celebrate like a 100th episode when that officially happens or a 69th episode or, you know, anything like that. You know, (laughs) sometimes these numbers are big deals for people. So I'm like, all right, instead of, you know go into season two episode two you know it's gonna be like we're gonna call this i guess season two episode 55 i don't fucking know but anywho pop culture episode today i'm with my boy finn finn how you doing uh great can't wait to talk about finally the snyder cut we've been met i feel like just discussing this for like a month now just what the hell to expect and we've also been really just shitting on dc in general and then also Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, definitely excited to discuss that because, you know, we just had WandaVision and it's just great to go right into another Marvel series that just feels like it's going to be a huge MCU movie. So, hell, hell yeah. pump for that and pump guy. for that for the rest of the se- season. Hell yeah. And uh, pre-recorded, it's going to be on here, it's going to be the first thing you guys listen to. Mm-hmm. We actually uh, did our WandaVision, uh, like, series discussion. So we brought Greg back again you know popular demand to get greg back here you know, everyone, yeah, everyone saying, wanted it everyone's like oh this show fucking sucks where's greg yeah um so that was mostly greg just saying that actually yeah but we brought him so we pre-recorded this we did it earlier in the week uh we took a week off from doing the pod i was in a point where i'm like i'm kind of getting a little tired of everything i need to keep up with and i just wanted a break to do my own thing i felt ref- like refresh not having to do the pod this week and make sure i was on top of like doing shit so you know we took a, a week off but we're gonna be going you know, we're gonna be keeping it going keeping it fresh on the instagram the twitter all that good stuff but yeah as we mentioned pop culture episode today we're gonna be doing some stuff now let's get into it So. I was gonna normally we start the show with like fucking news, but there wasn't any really thing notable to talk about. I tried to look through like whenever I want to talk about news, I first go through like Instagram, like IGN, nothing. Uh, this movie page I follow, nothing. Lights, camera, bar, school, nothing. There was like minor things, but nothing I felt the urge to discuss about. But I did find one cool little interesting fact that I just didn't fucking know. It was just something I saw on like a little post. Uh, so Fortnite, we know about Fortnite. They just got a new season. They do a little movie to like, like show off. Not a little movie, a little short film you could call it. You know, to show off the season. They do this a lot recently with everything that they're trying to do. I just learned that apparently for the Zero Crisis short film in Fortnite, the Russo brothers directed that. I was very confused. I'm like, wait, what? I did not know that yes. was a fucking thing. Yes. I think I must have saw the same like tweet you did, and I, I, it was pretty awesome. Because also, honestly, when like I saw that and like the whole gameplay, like to start off the new season was really cool, and it makes a lot of sense that the Russo brothers are a part of it because it was just epic and dope, kind of you know like Infinity War, Endgame, like that type of shit, and especially because it incorporated so many characters that were 
kind of introduced in the Fortnite universe this last past season with like uh alien and uh, i think i saw snake eyes was also probably like shit like that it was just like cool to see that and russo brothers are very good at forming things and collaborating so it makes a lot of sense hell yeah most ambitious crossover ever i guess with mm-hmm. fortnite and you know they got to do it same thing as what they did with the fucking avengers i mean shit this is, I, that was just very interesting to figure out that the russo brothers were behind this you know it's like you think they're a little bit busy making movies like, uh, you know, like the the Avengers, but then mm-hmm. also like they just did that movie Cherry. I'm pretty sure, which I haven't seen yeah. yet, and I know yeah. you probably haven't seen yet. I'll probably check it out just because I'm very interested to see Tom Holland in a different type of film. But uh, that's cool. That's cool to me. And actually, something kind of to build off that there is speculation. Do you remember in that? whole interactive thing the that uh foundation guy that came out and like you interacted with him too yeah the thing that apparently and i looked it up it could be the rock because you don't the voice is like the guy it might be the rock because the rock actually five days ago put out instagram's post of course and the caption was the foundation and it's, it's <laughs> what he talks about in it is very cryptic and all that stuff. And it could be a part of the Fortnite. Year. Like he could be in it. And like, that's just. If they do amazing. not come out with a rock skin with him, like <laughs> they'll probably, what they'll do is if they come out with a rock skin, if he's not just a foundation, they'll probably put him with the stupid chain and the, and the sweater yeah, and the and, and back. The f- Yes, exactly. Which I mean is great, but it's I, I like that one. I also hope they put like the one with the rock like back in WWF and the attitude era where he had kinda like the Versace shirt and shit like mm-hmm. that. Yes. And like he needs to be in his tights. He's just a dude walking around in his underwear. I mean they have that with the silver yeah. surfer. It's not too hard to build <laughs> off that. Just make him jack. Dude, the rock I mean, in Fortnite. <laughs> what what Huge. they could do is like like what they've done with a lot of characters now is just have different styles. Like you just progress and you can get fanny pack rock. That's where you start off with. Then you go to WWE rock. Then I don't know, Scorpion King. You just keep going. And then to, yeah, I mean, how could you not uh, iconic movie like that? And then I guess Jumanji and all the like Jumanji rampage where he's wearing like the same outfit. So you can have that. Yeah, pretty much. It just, it would make a lot of sense. I was excited just to think that apparently, like, you know, more DC stuff is going to be in there, like another Batman skin or whatnot. But if it's The Rock, that is, that is cum-worthy. And that's just The Rock being The Rock, getting out there, doing his things. You got the Young Rock show. I watched the last two episodes uh, the other day. Not too bad. Uh, so he has that new, like, energy drink. Did you see it? It's, it's start, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Z-O-A or some shit like that. All I know is I want to try it. I did not know yet, guys. Does he? He probably has mixed it with his Taramana. because oh, of course that that has to be a recipe already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Rock, you know, just doing everything, and if he's going to be in Fortnite, it's going to make our lives a lot better. I mean, that's the only game me and you and the boys really ever play. So. Mm-hmm. You know, let's fucking get into this. Victory Royale yeah, no, fucking bitch with the Rock. I know people are, people are probably making fun of us. Oh, these guys still play Fortnite. I don't see The Rock possibly in Warzone. So, 
suck at Call of Duty. Yeah. Like you, you can't you can't get on the level. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, that's fucking dope. I mean, I will say like you know people go to shit on Fortnite for what they want or whatnot, but they do really well for being a free fucking game. And the skins that they do, like some of the coolest skins in the fucking biz. I mean, look at what they're doing. I just recently also got like because we do this like. With our friends, we do the hide-and-seek type of maps and shit like that. But there's, like, so many creative fucking things you could do on that game and, like, different types of, like, modes you want to call it. I'm like, yo, this is so fucking useful. Like, I was watching a video of someone doing prop hunt, which, like, you and I kind of tried once, but it was just two people, so it was stupid. But if you do it with, like, you know, six or seven people, it could be interesting. I'm like, look at that. Just from a free fucking game, and you choose to give them money. I mean, you know, they fucking had Mando as a damn skin, and I got Baby Yoda, so... Yeah. Warzone, where you at? Well, what, what more the fuck do you need? I'm very impressed uh, if they get the rock. I mean, I'm already impressed with what they've done and kept themselves relevant for this long, but I'd be extra impressed if they fucking get the rock. Shit. Was that the cool thing you had to say? Was that your little fact? I, that you I think it actually. I think it actually just worked out perfectly. Uh, Look I at think. that. They, both, both of us with the Fortnite talk, you know. Um. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, since there's no news, what else can we talk about? Oh, have you seen anything cool lately? I've seen uh, within the last two weeks, besides, you know, obviously we're talking about Justice League and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've made time to watch other things. So I binged in the span of two days, Atlanta. And this is something I told you, telling the audience that they could hear too. Very impressed by the show. It's a show that has Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, um, has a few other characters in there. Um, ZZ Beats, uh, people might know her as like the girl from Joker or like Domino from Deadpool 2. Uh, really fucking good show. And the one thing I liked about this show, and as, as it was like it's a woke type of show in the same like aspect of it, it also like highlights a lot of issues that like you know, being a person of color goes through. It talks about the shit going down in Atlanta, like literally Atlanta. And I really liked all the stuff they were going there, but they were doing like they know how to be woke, but without being all up in your face about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I understand in the world we live in, you need to kind of, like, be blunt. But sometimes, like, when they do it in movies or TV shows, it's like they did it in such a tacky type of way. And that's how I kind of felt on the other thing that I watched uh, last week with Lauren was Moxie. So Moxie is the new, like, Netflix movie that came out. Amy Poehler is the director and has it's – it's like a teen movie – and uh, one of the actresses, who's obviously not a teenager, is someone that went to Marist College with us. Uh, so that's pretty dope. She was actually like, kind of like the woke character of the show, and I mean of the movie. Um, and the movie wasn't awful, but it was just too much up in your face about it that it was like, like, kind of not. It it made it turned turned me away a little bit. Like what they were it doing you was out of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like yeah. I see what you're doing here and it was a little bit like force, you know, when you're forcing mm-hmm. something, you know about that Tom or Parkash. I mean. <laughs> but like they, it was getting forced and I was like, eh, man, like great props to like all the, like little, the not little, but like the, the people that were in there, like the actors and stuff, they were doing well, you know. Um, but it was just, eh, it was like eh, too much, but Atlanta. Holy fucking shit. I know Tom was almost basically spoiling Atlanta to you the other time. I'm like, dude, he might actually fucking check it out because it's a good show and it's worth it. And hey, they're on a 
they've been on a break because of COVID, but they're filming the next two seasons right now. So I'm fucking hyped. Uh, but yeah. No, uh, that is, it's definitely on my long list of shows I want to see. And it's probably up at the top because it's just easy that I think it's only been, what, two seasons? and uh, Two seasons you know, and like it, 10 it episodes just, in each and they're 30 minutes long. So yeah. that's kind of like why I fell into yeah. it because I was like, I wanted a show that's quick and easy to digest. And when I realized it was under 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, I could zoom through this. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen like like a few clips that make me see like, oh, this is this would be a very good show. And, you know, Donald Glover is really fucking good. So and pretty much anything he does. So that's what also, you know, piques my interest. Uh, but uh, certain things I've watched, I've watched two things that are related to each other. Uh, I watched for the first time, both Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz uh, this past <laughs> week. And they are two... They're two very good movies, I have to say. I know they're part of a trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy. I, I need to find out where uh, the world's end. I think that's the last one. Uh, yep. I don't. I looked it up, but I, I think I got to rent it. And like, eh, it's just annoying. Just be a, on one of the streaming services, the millions that there are. It's just not that hard. But yeah, that's fucking uh, crazy. I really when there's like fifty million, and there's like somehow a lot of movies aren't on any of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I probably like Shaun of the Dead more, but it's not like taking away anything from Hot Fuzz. It was just, just something about it. And especially it just, it felt so full of the time. Like 2004. Cause like just making one guy said, I love you. And he just goes gay. And it's just like, that's just like, so <laughs> back in the, that day. And like, just gave me a little bit of a chuckle. It's just funny. And, uh, I have to say, like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they're a hell of a duo, and uh, I was glad I finally got to see those two movies. I have seen clips of Shaun of the Dead. I think I watched it once before in its entirety, but I was young. But I do remember fucking liking that. And Sean Pe- uh, Pegg? Sean Penn? Sean Pegg? What? What's his name? Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. But... Simon Pegg, really fucking good in the movies he's done and the little, like, things. I mean, he's obviously in um, The Boys. Like, that, he's mm-hmm. pretty good in The Boys for what he is. I mean, it's actually funny because, like, that character, well, just his look was actually what do uh, – um, why am I forgetting his name now? Huey. Huey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Huey was drawn in the comics to look like um, Simon Pegg. It's just funny that in, in the show he doesn't. He looks like Shane King. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wish one day if Shane would ever let us use a photo of him, we could put like a side by side photo. Maybe like tweet the actor and be like, "Yo, is this you, homie?" <laughs> and then like somehow like Shane King is like his like stunt double or something. <laughs> imagine yeah, imagine Shane gets to be the fucking stunt double in the boys. He'd be hyped. <laughs> you know? he, can, but... he can show his karate chops and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too many inside jokes. Oh, anyway, mm-hmm. oh, actually, if Tom was here, he's like, ah, oh, inside joke. I oh, wish I could be a part of one sometime. Mm, yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's a different reference, but similar to basically what Tom would say. Mm-hmm. But anywho, let's get into this talk let's get into this wandavision talk let's roll it all right boys so finn of course 
Greg, of course, great to have you back as always. Of course, I'm glad to be back. Oh, very happy to have Greg on the program. <laughs> this show, I feel like our viewers must have dropped when Greg's yeah. not here, but then when Greg <laughs> is here, it's like all time highs. It's a big time spike. I'm telling you, I should invite, should invite me and inviting me on more. I know, honestly. How to increase this? Yeah. If Finn ever starts slacking on me, you might, have, you might, <laughs> you might have to be the new Finn, and we'll just call you Finn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. People still need the name recognition of Finn. <laughs> but here we are. I know it's been a, it's been a, almost two weeks removed now. Uh, we're gonna have Falcon and the Winter Soldier start up on Friday night. Uh, well, we're recording this on a Thursday night, so people know they're listening. We're, we haven't seen it yet, obviously, but we're going to talk about WandaVision and just what are our thoughts and everything that we liked about it. I feel like it's good. We did this for Mandalorian, so we're going to do it for WandaVision. Just overall, get just fucking talk about it, nerd out, and um, shit like that. So, I want to know, simply, you know, I, I feel like the viewers already kind of know what Finn and I have thought, because obviously they heard us for every episode. But we'll start with Greg first, and Finn, feel free to add on, and I'll add on. Um, but Greg... And Finn and everyone, you know, like when the show was initially like revealed, you know, they told us we're going to get a WandaVision show. It's about Wanda. It's about Vision. You know, two Avengers that only really ever you have ever seen in the Avenger movies. They've never gotten really much of anything else besides like Civil War. When you heard this is happening, what was your initial reaction? When I first thought of this, I like I, I like a lot of people was kind of, you know, kind of doubting its ability to, you know, really be able to compete especially because like we first really heard about it or like we're getting hyped about it when mandalorian season two was out like that's when we first started like getting like hyped about this show um and i wasn't really even hyped about this show i was more just like all right disney's trying to you know get into the tv show space more like star wars is Let's try to compete with them you know i want to see what they can do just you know kind of see just kind of letting them play their turn but I mean, this honestly absolutely blew me away with like what I expected. I was expecting some Doctor Strange stuff to, you know, like some themes from there to come in, which I mean, you know, we didn't quite get, but we kind of did. Uh, so, you know, I, I, expectations have been completely blown away. Um, and also like in the beginning of the season, I still was like a bit, like the first two episodes, I was like still a bit unsure about my true thoughts about it. And then it just kept getting more and more interesting. So I thought like by the middle of the season, I was like really hooked. And then by like the end of the, the finale, I was like, whoa, like that, that completely fucked me over. <laughs> oh no, exactly. Yeah. When the show first came out, like not exactly came out, but when it got revealed, I know I was like, eh, like, I don't really care. Like at least from mm -hmm. what we've been given between vision and Wanda, you know, they've been good additions in total for like the Avenger movies and whatnot. I never really cared, but the show did really good at making me fucking care. I mm -hmm. think Finn could like attest to this. It's like one of the biggest things we've said all season. Yeah, that's what I, I've said it before. I'll say it again that like I also did not really care that much for this. I was least hyped, especially with the other two that were announced with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. Like those, especially like Loki. I'm still, I still think that's probably gonna be the best show, even better than this. But like that just got me so hyped because fucking Loki is one of the best characters in the mcu and falcon the winter soldier it just sounds like i guess because also it sounds almost like just captain america and the winter soldier and that's one of the best movies so just gets hyped no matter what and wanda vision before the show like no one really cared that much about them 
And then the big thing that this show, I feel like, did with everyone, including us, it made us care about Wanda and Vision. And uh, that's why I liked it so much. And, you know, especially where I, the, like, that middle, like, the, like, episodes four through, like, seven, they just hit such a great stride. And that's why I think everyone, and people, like, that were turned off, like, I agree with, like, the first two episodes, which were slow and everything, like, yeah, didn't know what was happening. And like you were hoping that things were going to change and luckily they did people eventually came back because of how good the show was especially during the middle part and that's what honestly that's why the show was so good like the finale i i enjoyed it wasn't as great though i feel like as the middle episodes that really carried it and was a huge part of the series oh yeah for sure like uh it, it, those first two episodes, they were just very different, and that's not what you expect from, like, Marvel, you know? Like, Marvel has its own fucking theme, its own, like, you know, you watching, like, that's a Marvel movie. That's, like, Marvel. Then the show came out, and we saw the first two episodes that got released, and it was black and white, and it was just different, you know? It was very, you know, old school, which is kind of, like, one of my favorite things about this, and I'll go into it when we're talking about it. But it was just so different that it like made you think like uh, I don't know what's gonna come on I don't know what's gonna happen but I will say I was curious at the very yeah. least because they just didn't give us enough already which mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing it was more of like all right I don't really know what's going on here there's something going on yeah. but not enough to give it and then it's gonna make me continue to watch and then that's when it picked up a lot yeah I'm very happy that the first two episodes were the slowest ones of the eight. Because if we had like a random slow one at like number six, that kind of would have made it more, in my opinion, like it kind of would have broken the stride that we've been making. But I thought in the beginning, like from the very beginning, you were always like conspiracy theorists, like what the fuck's going on right now? Like you can't really tell. And like they, at the, like from the beginning of the episode to like 80% or 90% through, you were like, all right, like this is like very slow. And then the last 10% of the episode, like, all the shit happens. Like, it goes from 0 to 100 so quick. So, and then I love how everyone was, like, clamoring for, like, uh, after credit scenes. Yeah. And then finally, yeah, like, I forget what episode they finally did one. I think it was, like, 5 or 6. And people were like, oh, shit, we finally got an after the credit scene. <laughs> yeah, it was on number 7. It was on number 7. It was number 7? I, like, couldn't fall asleep. And I was, it's already 4 a.m. I'm like, you know what, fine. I'm going to fucking watch the episode. Then go to bed. And then I go to Twitter right after the episode's over and people are like, yo, that end credit scene. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was like, so fucking taken away. I'm like, yo, they brought it fucking back finally. <laughs> and the show, I will say, you know, those it's each episode continued to go up and up. It was always like on a fucking incline. It never really fucking slowed down, which was pretty impressive, you know. I'm really starting off slow, but still it's going up because the last, like you said, the last like 10% of the episodes like all right something happens now you got to watch the next one mm -hmm. and I was very fucking impressed by this show not what I expected at all I thought it was just going to be boring and I I didn't, I didn't even think it was going to really even matter to the MCU but this is going to have some big shit I mean just with the ending of the finale alone like the little end credit scene like there's going to stuff that's going to have to definitely bring on other shit in the MCU in the next coming months. no yeah like I Especially when it was first announced, I, did, I thought they were just, and this of course was a huge gamble. That like Marvel was just like, let's try something different. Like I thought it was like, is this really? Of course, is going to have elements of the MCU, but is it really going to matter? And it 
does a lot. It's especially, it just seems like with Doctor Strange, this is almost like a prequel, I guess, because I know Wanda's going to play a huge part in that. So that's a, I think it was just setting up for it, really. Yeah, because like Netflix shows, because like Netflix had like Marvel shows, and they were like kind of in the MCU. They kind of talked about it, but now it's like not even really a part of it anymore but they're going to find a way to maybe bring them in there and then there was like you know agents of shield and all that stuff all kind of in the mcu but not really important whatsoever and now like for sure this is going to have some importance to it which is going to be really fucking good and honestly like just impressed um what would you say is probably like the most favorite thing about the episode you know greg what is your favorite things about not the episode but the show in general besides elizabeth Holtz? <laughs> Damn, you really got my number one right there. <laughs> it was great seeing her a lot more. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll keep that to a minimal. You know, it's not got to be a non-horny podcast. <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing about the whole show in general is kind of like realizing how dark it is because like the whole thing is like her manifestation of like the chaos magic, like creating this world. And it's all because, like, her real life was, like, you know, terrible as a kid. And, like, she lost vision. She lost her brother. So this was kind of, like, the, like, TV show that she wanted to have as, like, a kid and, like, in her life. And, like, you kind of got glimpses of that more and more. And, like, for example, like, in the first, uh, not in the first episode, um, or maybe in the first episode where she gets cut. And then, like, you start realizing, like, something's wrong. Um, and then like, you also started seeing like that one guy, uh, with like the chainsaw, like chopping down like the concrete wall herb. and like, yeah, her neighbor. Oh yeah. Herb, Herb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Herb. Yeah. And like you, you start realizing like, this is like definitely a lot of madness going on behind the scenes. And I thought like the coolest part was trying to piece together what's actually going on. And like, like trying to like theorize, like, like who's the bad guy? Like, is this really happening? Like that type of stuff. Hell yeah. I mean, just off the first episode alone, we see, like, Vision, his boss is coming down, and he fucking chokes him. Like, he's choking oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like and, then the the wife, and then the wife just starts, la- like, couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Kitty from that like, 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will, will say that's definitely one of the best things is, like, for week after week, you know, like, you watch theories, you watch breakdowns. Finn and I here, we're talking about it. You know, everyone's like, oh, who is, who's like the bad person? You know, is it Mephisto? You know, they're talking mm-hmm. about like, are the X-Men coming? You know, Agatha Harkness and whatnot. Like all that shit is going on. Mm-hmm. There's always all these fucking theories. And like every episode, it's like they're teasing something, but they're not telling you what the fuck is going on. Yep. And like even in the finale, still big. They're just teasing you the entire time. Mm-hmm. Four played 24-7. That's, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, I, I feel like we said this in the first especially the main the first three it's this whole show really though was just a big cock tease especially like the x-men part for me like when when pietro showed up everyone was like x-men x-men and i fell into that trap so hard oh, i was I, like oh everyone like, did uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll admit i, I mean just for it to be a boner joke yeah literally uh, yeah i know Literally, I'm on that I'm, side. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that. That I was a boner. Oh, I, I was dying when it happened. <laughs> I, I was absolutely dying when it happened. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I am a little bit disappointed that X-Men will not be in the... They're not right now being incorporated. Yeah, you know, it's like 
it just looked like that was the opening that they were going to do. Sure, it probably would have used a lot of explaining to you, <laughs> but the fact that, like, you know, they, they started off and it made you think that's how they were going to do it, and especially bringing Evan Peters, you know, that character, like, from the X-Men universe and probably one of the best things of that universe besides, like, for mm-hmm. example, like, Logan and shit like that. And, you know, just being a fucking tease the entire time, and he was great for what he was in the show, too. Like, any scene he had, I fucking loved yeah. it. Especially, like, in the finale, where he's like, eh, boner, and then, like, fucking, like, you know, him and Monica are about to fight, he's like, yo, you want a tussle? <laughs> like, that was just hilarious to me for no reason, but, man, yeah, biggest fucking tease in the fucking world. But what do you think, Ben? What, was, what would you say is your favorite thing about this show? Uh, like, I'll just say, it's not my favorite thing, but one of the big things I'll just get off the bat was, of course, and I already mentioned it, the want, just caring about Wanda and Vision now, especially, like, I, I, I'm again very upset that he's gone because he was just so great in this series. But White Vision is somewhere doing some things. <laughs> that, again, another tease. Like he just left, and like we don't know, we don't know when he'll show up. But uh, I'd say my favorite part is just anything she was in. I think Agatha killed every scene she was in. She Catherine did. Hunt, she it was, was just so good. So <laughs> fucking good. And also gave us an absolute bop in Agatha all along. So, oh my like, god! I think that was possibly the best part of the entire series, maybe the entire view <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll also add on—I've mentioned it almost every episode that we've done—is Jimmy Woo. Guys, guys are fucking. <laughs> oh my god! Incredible, one of the goats. So really, honestly, I feel like the best part of the series, at least for me, was just the side characters. A lot of even like Hayward, huge dick, but like. Mm-hmm perfect villain yes. asshole and i think yes they might have i i didn't like that like oh he's just he, I, I did like that he's not dead because he's gonna be back same thing with agatha she i feel like is also gonna be in doctor strange multiverse of madness because mm-hmm. she yeah. uh, uh wanda's she gonna go to. back to her for some mm-hmm. reason because like yep. she some said info or some shit especially when yep. she said i'll see you so- like soon wink wink i'll see you mm-hmm. and just so i'm happy that she's gonna be back yes Another side character that killed it, Darcy. Yes, her too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great to see her back because the yep. last time we got her was in Dark World, and a lot of people don't like that one. But I will say, like one of the redeeming qualities was like Darcy's character. There. Yeah, so having her back was cool. Mm-hmm. And like Jimmy Woo too. Like just seeing that, like one of the first reintroductions of Jimmy Woo again into like the MCU is like him doing the fucking card trick that he was trying to learn how <laughs> yeah. to do when Ant Man was yeah. doing it the entire <laughs> time. I'm like. That's just great storytelling, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they continue that. I'm like, oh, that's the <laughs> shit I fucking like. It was so fucking perfect to have mm-hmm. him around. And, like, now he's on the Young Rock show and he's killing it there, too. Just, this guy deserves it all. Randall Park. R- Randall know? Park's a guy. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing, he was a fucking dictator in a movie. And now look at him. <laughs> yeah, he's great as Kim Jong-un, though. Phenomenal. He was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying probably my favorite thing about this show in general was just that every episode was just different. And I just, they did very well when it came to the whole, like, sitcoms that they were trying to replicate. You know, from the Malcolm in the Middle episode, the Modern Family, the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, they did a fucking good job. Like, every episode felt like I was watching a show from that time period. I was very impressed by that. That's not, like, just like an MCU thing or anything. Just like a good television thing that was like, you know what, like, it's different. It's not what we're used to in, like, Marvel shows or Marvel movies. Because, like, for example, the finale, that's, like, a Marvel type of feel that we got out of it. 
but everything else was just so different and they took a fucking gamble and i know for like people that don't really care like i feel like shane wouldn't probably give a shit about that or something like that you know, think of someone well he's shot uh, who cares about him <laughs> yeah what an asshole but the casual viewer probably didn't give enough about that but just me in general i was like very just taken away of like how good they repl uh, replicated that because then it just gave us more of a character out of wanda and vision in each every other episode like they killed their fucking roles and you know vision got a sense like a personality which was fucking dope out of this yep uh, so i was just taken back how they could replicate something like that so well like they even like had like people that they talked to like behind the scenes and stuff to duplicate shit like that i was like that's some good fucking tv mm -hmm. very impressed uh, now, you know, we talk about our favorite things. If we had to find something we didn't like, and I know, like, all season, Finn and I kept saying, like, yo, like, this, this show is so fucking good. Like, it was really hard for me to find a least favorite thing. But if you could point a finger at something, you're like, eh, I could have lived without that, what would it be? Who first? Uh, you can go, Greg. Get, I, get, I get the right to go first. <laughs> Well, I mean, I already said my X-Men thing, so I'm kind of pissed he told me because I was going to wait to think about something else. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the X-Men thing definitely had me pissed. Um, ben, you go first. I'll think of another one. Well, I'll say, <laughs> we kind of mentioned it. It's it, the least fair. It's the first two episodes. Like, it, it's nothing like against them because they still have like good qualities. Like, honestly... I'd probably say just the first episode, but like the second one, at least when Vision was like quote unquote drunk, that was funny and I enjoyed that. But like comparative to the other parts of the series, like those two were just slow. And it was also like, I, I bet they'd be better now watching it, like knowing all the series and everything. But like at that point, it was just like, all right, when are we getting into the serious shit? Like, when is this going to become Marvel and not the Dick Van Dyke show or? whatever other the brady bunch type shit like when are we gonna get into some actual mcu type of shenanigans and yeah i i just say like the first two episodes and i'm glad that they were also like bunched together just thrown in and like it gave us like we were curious but at the same time they're just not like the other the rest of them the rest of the yeah. episode even like three is kind of similar but i know greg said like the last the the 10% of it, like, of three, when she just fucking moves Monica <laughs> out of there. Like, that was yep. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, at least they had that. Like, the first two didn't really have that feel. They were just really teasing. Yeah, it was a big tease. Like, you say, the entire series was, essentially. Like, you know, you want the shit to hit the fan. And I will say, like, did I think that shit sucked? No. But, like, it was just like, all right, give me what I want, you know? Exactly. For me, I would say... I kind of didn't like that the second to last episode, I didn't like where it was put. For me, like, um, episode eight, which was uh, previously on, and it's, like, kind of, like, where Agatha is making Wanda, like, kind of, like, walk through her life in a way and showing all that. I felt like that would have been a better episode if they put it maybe one beforehand or something, because I will say, as a show, it does continue to go up and up and up, but that episode just... You know, after what just happened, where we, like, learned that, yeah, it is Agatha all along, it just, like, it took me away from it in a weird way. It was just different. It wasn't, like, an order I would have liked. I kind of wish that was, like, along with the reveal that it was Agatha or something like that. It's, it's, it's a nitpicky thing, but that's the problem when the show is really that good. It's hard to fucking find 
something like that. And maybe, like, you know, I didn't really care for the finale with the witch fighting. That was kind of like, eh, I didn't really care for that. Greg, you think of any, your least favorite? Yeah, no, we we want to keep. Tough. We want to just keep. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> I can't nitpick like you guys. I love the show. It's nah. so fucking hard. <laughs> but let's talk. All right, Greg. Here, we'll let you start off. Top three favorite episodes. That's good because my favorite episode is the one that you said you didn't like. Is the second to last one. Okay, interesting. I thought that one was hit all of the buttons for me. It completely opened up Wanda <laughs> as a character. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was mostly Wanda and Agatha yeah. the entire episode. Well, <laughs> that's just coincidence, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it opened up Wanda entirely, like her entire story. Like you kind of all learn about like her past. Like you see how like, you know, you learn it's not just her, you know, getting these powers from the stone, but more she was the chosen one for the Scarlet Witch. So she was kind of, you know, created, not, you know, either built, not created, I think was the line. Um, so, and I, I also really liked how, like, she saw her future self when she, when you see her, like, first interact with the Mind Stone, you see her, like, and her future self looking at herself. And I thought there was just a lot of really cool canon moments, like her watching uh, the TV show with her ki- uh, parents, um, like the conversation with Vision when they were in the, uh, when they were in the um, Avengers thing, the Avengers a stronghold, like all these memories that she had of them. For me, this was like the most like heartfelt, like absolute jam packed emotion wise episode, and that was why I thought it was the best one. Interesting. Okay. No, I, uh, I feel like after it came out, I was kind of similar to Joe, where I was feeling like it kind of was a little like went off a little bit on the trajectory, but I think more and more I think about it, I'm leaning closer to Greg's. It's not my favorite, but still, I what it did, it did well, especially like after watching the finale now, like that was the whole thing we kept saying, like, oh, how are they gonna answer all this in the finale? And like, of course they didn't answer a lot, like everything, <laughs> but like they still were able to wrap up the series, I feel like the way it should have been and not like just jam packed everything. So I, especially like looking back on the like you mentioned like seeing her interact with the mind stone for the first time like that that was a very cool scene and also just seeing vision again in like a sweater being a nerd it's a nice little throwback to just seeing that and also the the parent you said the parents and everything and getting the dick van dyke show show out of the dick hole as uh, (laughs) some people have mentioned on twitter (laughs) So yeah, it was. A, I'd say it was a good episode. Oh yeah. All right, Greg. What are your other two episodes? Top two. The other top two. So, top three or top one we saw was the one we just mentioned. Number two was the Halloween episode for me. Ah, uh, I and wonder then, why. Yeah. <laughs> no, not because Wanda's in it. Yeah. Well, oh, not because also <laughs> the costume she's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then for me, my third favorite one is it's episode five it says on a very special episode yeah um it's like when vision kind of starts becoming more and more suspicious and wanda tries to or this is when he first becomes suspicious and then it morphs into the halloween one where he becomes really suspicious and tries to leave i thought those two were like arguably like the two best of like back and back to back 
Like I thought both of them were absolutely amazing, but the Halloween one is my second favorite. Um, cause that's where we really get some shit happening. <laughs> um, and then the, the fifth one was my third favorite. No, that's really good. I, that's actually, um, the fifth one is my top one. Cause that's like, finally, I felt like that was like, it's a, really when we're like, all right, things are finally going down because like, I like, you know, vision is like, finally, like, you know, what the hell is this? Like, why are there no kids in this place? Like, what the hell is going on here? And I love it that, like, the end credits are kind of, like, trying to roll for the television show of WandaVision that they're in. And then, like, you know, like, it all stops. And you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on, basically? <laughs> and then, like, they're about to fight each other and shit like that. Like, that was really fucking cool. Then just for Pietro to come out of fucking left field, mm-hmm. like, that one was definitely, like, the most oh-my-god episode, I feel. It just definitely was like, what? Like, oh, that one was so good. And... Just like, I like that feeling it gave the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And Agnes was just interesting the entire time. Wanda's like trying not to fucking lose it, and then her world is crumbling, and then that's when fucking Pietro comes in here. Like, solid episode. Yeah, uh, I will. Of the top three, my. We've mentioned two of them. Three, <laughs> I'd say uh, my third is uh, the Halloween episode. Uh, because, honestly, that. I'd say mainly because of Fiatro, like he, that was probably his, just him, like just yeah. making little quirks and everything, being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Should I come say how's your dead husband gonna die again? Like that was like, oh shit! And she just fucking sent for that. Was like, oh, shit. I was oh, dying. Shit. And then also like that very intense, just seeing Vision almost yeah. die again. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. And, and then seeing dead Pietro too. They fucking. <laughs> When they did that with fucking Vision, that was bad. And then they just show fucking bullet holes in him. It's like, yeah. hey, fucking. Yeah. That, those are two fucking jump scares. That, actually, yeah. that I might go backwards and say those those were probably my two least favorite parts of that. Because those were just fucking. <laughs> those were on your Especially episode four, where we got like the vision where he's like fucking dead. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no. no. Yeah. That really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, they did not have to do that. Uh, but yeah. And uh, second favorite was uh, five. I, I think Vision just killed it. Paul Bettany killed that entire episode because he was just like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. I know you're doing something, especially Joe said at the end. He was like, I fucking know what's happening. <laughs> she like just was like, no, nah, nothing. And then wanted to just fucking fight. They both did the weird flying <laughs> thing. And of course, seeing uh, Pietro, that was, that was really just fucking cool, even though, you know, it did end up just being a boner joke. But <laughs> at least back then, it was... It got us all thinking some things. Uh, I'd say my favorite episode was four, episode four, because especially the way it started out, seeing Monica, I guess, reborn in from the snap was mm-hmm. just that entire. It, it also that's when we officially like, I feel, got into the MCU, where it was like this felt like a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I was, just, it was absolutely insane. Just thinking, yeah. also now like thinking back on like how the re-snap and everything, the blip, as of course mm-hmm. they call it, how insane that must have been. Like, that mm-hmm. was just a fucking hospital, but just thinking. And also, like, thinking in your head, like, people, I know they've apparently come out and, like, said, like, oh, everyone was safe, but, like, people were in airplanes and they got snapped, and then, like, they get mm-hmm. re-snapped. They say they land on the air. I don't, they're on the floor safely. Nah, I feel like they were falling down. 
and probably not. <laughs> that's just awful. But like, just thinking of all the chaos, and then that's of course I feel like the main uh, episode of Jimmy Woo, seeing the card trick, doing all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. fucking Jimmy Woo, and awesome. And then also just it made us the episode just made us feel like we were watching ourselves because they're they're also seeing the fucking sitcoms and they're thinking of all theories like oh what mm-hmm. the fuck is this going on what is this and I don't know it was just it's something I just really enjoyed about that episode I thought it was just great and especially because it especially after those first three where it was the sitcom and like I enjoyed it but I was kind of wanting to get rid of the sitcoms and like go into more serious and. I think they transitioned that perfectly. And then it went back into the sitcoms and they did a great job with the next year. Like that's, that's what's funny about my top three was four, five and six. Like I feel like it was just that middle was perfect mm-hmm. and this just fucking carried it. Uh, I just, those are the three that I really enjoyed the most. That's actually how my top three is too. It's also four, five and six, but number one for me is on a very special episode. That's episode five. And then number two is, your number one, which is uh, we interrupt this program, is mm. number four, and then the Halloween episode is number six. Is like it was just so fucking good. This entire like chunk, especially like the Halloween one where we get to see them wear their comic book fucking costumes, and then like that's where Vision's also fucking just like he's like, oh yeah, like Wanda's thinking he's here doing the Night Watch and shit like that. And now he's like, nah, he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on, mm-hmm. you know? And just to see that, uh, you know, like when he interacts with Agatha. Even though, like, this was still such a good moment, I'd say probably the best scene in the show might be the whole Agatha, like, her reliving every part that she's messing up. Mm-hmm. And just now to watch that episode and, like, see, like, how Vision's interacting with her, but to know really mm-hmm. she's just, like, fucking putting on makeup and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that whole chunk is really fucking good. The best <laughs> probably Agatha has done it all. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that was that's definitely I feel like the best scene in the entire. <laughs> it was perfect because that's, I know we were all there was many theories, but like that was the one that like just made the most sense. And like if they didn't, like the other ones, it makes sense that they didn't do certain things. They didn't introduce the Fantastic Four. Didn't introduce that because they're gonna do that later. If she wasn't Agatha Harkness, we'd be like, what? What was even the fucking point of her? Like she was a great character, but if she ain't fucking Agatha. Why is her name Agnes then, Agnes, you know? <laughs> and all the fucking things that just point to, like, it's, it's obvious, but it was also just, it was perfect. Yeah, bad for Texas, but I don't know. Did you guys see the remix that they did with Ted Cruz doing, like, a Agatha has done it all thing? It's very fucking funny for no reason. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> it's all about, it's, like, all about the shit happening in Texas. Pretty fucked up, but it was a very funny bop, and they got a guy that looked like Ted Cruz. It was fucking funny. <laughs> but... All right, now, what do you think happens next? You've seen all nine episodes. This is pretty much going to probably be the only thing of WandaVision because now, you know, shit's going to continue to get crazier with the MCU. What do you think happens now after the events that just happened? Well, let me ask you this. Is season two... (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Is season two coming out before Doctor Strange does? There might not be a season two. I, I don't, there I don't think there, there's no, going to be. No, it doesn't look like there is. Okay. Okay, that's relieving because I was prepared for that. <laughs> but, yes, I, I think, I mean, everyone obviously was hearing her children and everyone saw her, you know, Doctor Strange, astral projecting, astral projecting in the air, trying to read the Darkhold. Um, she 
Agnes or Agatha was Agnes was uh, telling her of like, you know, you don't know what the fuck you just did, you know, that type of shit. Um, I think, I mean, we have to see a new big bad guy. So, I mean, and like, it's all rumored to be in Dr. Strange. Um, and so, I mean, like, I feel like this is where we're finally going to get multiverse type of stuff because I know they teased X-Men this time, but God damn it. They will do it this time. I swear. I feel like they will definitely do it. It's like they, the I feel like they were just, yeah. I like, I think they're going to have multiverse of mad. I think we're going to go into X-Men. Like, I think they teased us in this one. So that way we were ready for it in the next one. Like for the next chance that they'll have for it. Cause like, I feel like just going straight into X-Men into WandaVision would be too bold of a move. Like if you think about it, like it, like it would take a lot for it to work. Um, so now that they're teasing it and now they have a big movie with the Doctor Strange thing to happen where, you know, that could, uh, you know, potentially happen. But I think like the main evil person um, is Gorg, uh, Galactus. I think, I feel like we have to see Galactus somewhere. He's like an eater of worlds. You mean like the next Thanos? Is that what He's like bigger than like... Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the next Thanos. The biggest baddie is what you're yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Like the biggest... Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Darcy, right. her Darcy and Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we have to go into a new big. Like, who the big bad guy will be will probably be completely teased and like not given immediately. So I don't even think it might not even happen in this next one. But I think we're going towards X Men in the next one. It could be. There is the the conversation because so apparently they're rebooting. You know the X-Men, so I don't think we're gonna get uh, any of those. I was wondering actors, but yeah, I was wondering because like not the specific actors, but they used Doctor Doom right in the last one, and Doctor in the Fantastic Four wasn't oh, he the yeah, main the villain? Reboot. Yeah, in the reboot, yeah, yeah. So like, do you think they could use him again and just say fuck it? Yeah, they totally because they're definitely gonna reboot that because no way right. in hell they're bringing back like that version. Because Fantastic Four, yeah. that one is definitely really bad. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them bring back the other one than, than doing that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they could definitely do that because there's stuff that they could tie in with Doctor Doom a lot. Like Doctor Doom could be even like yeah. a big baddie, for example. Mm -hmm. Doctor yeah. Doom goes crazy in the comics. So yeah, he's like he like controls dimensions. Yeah, like the dude fucking like goes to hell and fucks kids up. Like mm -hmm. he's crazy. So I could see them bringing Doctor Doom at some point too. Yeah, I could see him being the next big bad person so easily. Yeah, what no, do you think, I, I think she, like, kind of jumping off what Greg said, she unleashed something. That's what mm -hmm. Agatha said. And, like, I forgot what I saw. I think it was one of Straw Hat Goofy's videos. Like, apparently there's someone that she might have, something. I don't, I don't remember the name, but, like. Oh, it was, like, the main evil guy, right, who, like, needs her power. Something. The guy who wrote doing... the book. Yeah, I think the guy so. Created a dark hold. I forget. Yeah, that. Weird... I forgot his name too. <laughs> right, that devil type person guy, not uh, Mephisto, but someone like that mm -hmm. type. You know, like she released something, and that's what I feel like. That's what's going to be about Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Everything like Doctor Strange will be like, "What the fuck is this?" And like, "Oh, mm -hmm. Wanda did this. Oh, I guess I got to <laughs> talk to her." And then Wanda's like, uh, "What happened? I, I didn't mean to do that. Now I got to go to Agatha." And Agatha's like, "I fucking told you, bitch." So, like, it's just going to be a big thing. And then, like, I mean, it would make sense that they 
Multiverse of Madness, this somehow relates to the other Spider-Man, you know, yep. it just even though that's coming out a- after, like this Spider-Man's coming out this year, so like I don't know how. That's why I feel like the Spider-Man, the No Way Home. I don't think that the, it's gonna be the Spider-Man, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I have a feeling next Spider-Man is gonna be like that because I don't know how they do that where. Oh, we'll introduce those two, but without doing the multiverse madness. Before, like that's why I feel like multiverse was before this. It would make sense, but because I just I, that's what I feel like is going to open up, and then it's just going to open up the multiverse, and I don't know what will happen after that without the Spider-Man. Maybe X-Men, because I know they're doing a mutants movie, and I, it also just makes sense. Uh, Joe mentioned that they like they re, just recast and do like different things because. I feel like the MCU can do it just really well, of course, like they always do. And, you know, it's also just like, because I don't think Hugh Jackman's going to be Wolverine again. So it's just let let someone else do it. They're not going to do it as good as him, but maybe they'll just do it enough. Uh, like as much as it would be great to see Hugh Jackman and see like the guys that play Magneto, Michael Fassbender, Ian McKellen. But it'd be just nice to see them just do their own thing and see what the fuck happens. Yeah. Uh, the guy you're trying to talk about with the dark holding shit that might be awakened. I think it's pronounced Chitan. Chitan. I don't fucking know. Oh he yeah. He's the chaos god. Um, so that kind of, he's the one that created the dark hold and would like definitely try and siphon the powers off of Wanda. So like that could be the thing that's awakened. I know in the comics before because like the kids in the comics are like sometimes real, sometimes they're just like pieces of Mephisto. And clearly, like, they're, like, in a different universe or, like, some shit or dimension. Um, I know hell, like, in the comics is actually a dimension that you can go to. It's not just, like, you know, how Christians and Catholics look at hell. So I can see, like, she's going to look at that dark hole and find a fucking way to, like, open that shit up and get down there. And she might need to go with somebody because maybe she'll, like, need to talk to Agatha and Doctor Strange and be like, hey... How the fuck do I do this? You know, you you know this shit. I don't. Or, you know, another character that, like, I definitely feel they're going to use at some point. They just haven't talked about when. So in Doctor Strange, the black guy, Baron Mordo, or whatever his name, clearly he goes fucking bad. Nothing's happened with him, so maybe, like, he might work with Wanda or some shit, especially in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Maybe he might help her into realizing some of this shit, because maybe he's read this, like, or he at least definitely knows of this, like, Evil, evil ancient text uh, that she got now. So I feel like they might fucking team up somehow to then, like, kind of just, like, it ends up opening up more of the multiverse. That does fucking does leave a question, though. Like, for example, if Spider-Man is going to be, like, the Spider-Men, you know, if they're opening up shit, like, how does that really fucking happen? Unless, like, maybe it does, like, Wanda did fucking do it, and it'll, maybe Wanda's in that movie, too. I don't really understand it. But if they have already, like, you know, William Defoe and shit like that on on the cast. I don't understand how that shit works, but there's a lot of fucking questions. That's what the entire show did the entire fucking time. Open up all these fucking questions and never fucking answer them, really. Mm-hmm. And I kind of respect it. It's, just, it's <laughs> telling us to go fuck ourselves, but also giving us a good show. It's just like, it's good. <laughs> uh, but I, I, it's a good thing that you brought up, uh, what is it, Mordo from uh dr strange i I don't honestly i don't remember how to pronounce his name but uh he he does say 
at the end credits it says like no more sorcerers so maybe he's gonna try to fucking get at wanda because like she he realized she's a fucking sorcerer and like she's the biggest so maybe stronger than the sorcerer supreme so aka jimmy woo guy's <laughs> a fucking magician like he's he's, 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 a, he's definitely the sorcerer supreme Fuck Jimmy Woo for <laughs> but he has to be involved because if he's not like they just fucked up that entire like end credit scene like oh fuck him who gives a shit he hasn't been yeah. involved at all but yeah honestly it, it's I don't know what's gonna fucking happen because obviously I don't think any of us predicted what was going to happen at the end of this no. series. So, because we all thought like this wasn't going to matter that much, and yeah. it turned out very serious. So I know. I like uh, not knowing because uh, like, the yep. entire time, like you know, most people were thinking, "Oh, X Men are coming, Mephisto are coming." You know, thought like you know, trying to figure out who's this secret cameo or some shit that's going on. You know, I like that everyone kind of thought they knew, and then turns out you know fucking jack shit. <laughs> you know, you know nothing so mm-hmm. the fact that we don't really know is great it's a nice change of pace i feel because like in the mcu in the last couple of things i felt like you could kind of piece it together but right now it's really hard to know what the hell is going on especially because like shit got changed up also like because of fucking covid like we were supposed to have already been involved in all these shows and all these movies now and i feel like because of the delays it makes it even more like what the hell's happening <laughs> Yeah, any that? final thoughts before we close out i just thought of we still don't know with black widow because black widow <laughs> to be fucking involved because something like like at the same time like what's the fucking point of the movie if mm-hmm. this guy like i have a feeling this guy taskmaster is going to be something important mm-hmm. again, yeah this why is this yep. movie coming out if like nothing's going to come out of it yep oh, it definitely yeah. completely skyrocketed my expectations for this movie <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Any other final thoughts? Uh, I hope I hope White Vision is involved somehow because I want Vision. Back. Yeah, because he might have went and just killed himself. To be honest, like, imagine he <laughs> thought he, like imagine like he, he his one mission is to kill is to kill Vision, and he's like I am Vision, and then he's out. <laughs> Honestly, I know that might have happened. He might have killed himself. <laughs> Because he also might have thought as like, oh, I'm probably going to die again because Vision just keeps dying. I just won't get ahead of the fucking curve. And just like... I am Vision. Vision must die. <laughs> so that was our WandaVision talk. Let's get into Zack Snyder's Justice League. Bravo. That's uh, if I could say my piece first before we get into stuff. I have a pros and cons list on this entire movie. I took notes as watching it. I uh, did not sit through an entire four hours, so I feel like I'm more cheerful in how I feel about this movie because, honestly, if I sat through four hours, I'd still like it. But four hours is still a fucking lot of a movie to sit through. But um, I watched Josh Whedon's cut first. Then I watched Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I just love how it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's the way they throw it up. I was even looking at HBO Max. I'm like hoping it to be side by side. No, when you go into the DC category of HBO Max, like you have to scroll all the way fucking down because it's the last thing because obviously Z, alphabetical order. But I'm happy with this version of the movie. I mean, 
everyone was saying, like, I feel a lot of us were saying it's impossible to get any fucking worse. And for what they did, I give it a good thumbs up. And I was really fucking happy. I mean, it solved a lot of fucking problems in the original movie. And it also made me fucking think Warner Brothers is fucking ridiculous. They had to reshoot a lot of these things that were kind of similar for no fucking reason. When you watch a lot of this movie, you're like, wow, if they just would have done what they originally did, it would have been fine. But what do you think, Finn? Initial thoughts before we go into heavier things. I have my pros and cons list, and we could go off of that. If you think it's different or whatnot, and you have a different opinion, we jump in. But initial thoughts before we dive in. Uh, my initial thoughts, I thought it was very good, very solid movie. Uh, I think I originally watched it. I watched it Friday and Saturday. And today I decided to be like, fuck it. Might as well. I watch the Josh Sweden one. And <laughs> the, the, the Snyder cut just made me realize even more how shitty that movie was. Like, that's what it really did. Like, I, I'm not going to be one of the people that said like the, the Snyder cut was like amazing, astonishing. Because there's still like a little bit of problems. I do have like a little few cons. Some of them are my own. I feel like problems, probably not everyone's. It's just the way I feel. But it was what they added. That's where the whole thing was just like why. Again, I agree with you 100% with the whole Warner Brothers and probably Joss Whedon at the same time. Like the thing, the decisions that they did to like cut a good amount of stuff, which makes sense because it was four hours. They definitely had to cut some stuff. But then the stuff they added, that made just no fucking sense to add. It, it was just uh, baffling, but none of that. It's not a cut. I enjoyed it. it I, did, like, I think I watched the first two chapters on Friday, and I was like, you know what? I'll save the rest for tomorrow, because it's just like... And honestly, I, I watched... Like, I probably watched almost three hours on Saturday, fully straight, and it was long, but I didn't really feel like it. I was very engaged with most of it, especially the end, like the last, like, I guess the final act and everything I was just really fucking good, I have to say. That's what really, like, cemented the movie as being, you know, what Zack Snyder wanted. And I'm just happy for him, and I feel like this is also just closure for him and such a dark part of his life and especially seeing at the end that like for autumn that like really hit me it's just like this is what he wanted to do this for his daughter really and i'm just really happy he was able to do this i'm happy for the fans we all wanted this we got it and it, it didn't disappoint because the only way it disappointed would be like oh if it was the same or shittier and it definitely was not that yeah, the um, the part for Autumn, like, that was really touching, especially because I, like, I saw, like, a, a tweet about this or something, um, but the Hallelujah that's playing, it's actually her favorite song. So it kind of makes sense why it's also in the trailer that came out. Um, the actual rendition we get at the credits is her favorite version of it, and it played at her funeral. Um, so it was just like, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? Good for Zack Snyder to be able to get this done. You know, because, and it also, part of it, it, I go back to it, I think, because the hashtag was like, you know, release the Snyder Cut, then it was like hashtag Snyder Cut. Now it's restore the Snyder Cut, 
I mean, the Snyder universe. Yeah, yeah. I want. They should also make one that says "fuck Warner Brothers" because I think Warner Brothers is the main problem here. The execs fucking suck because how can you do this to this man? And then also, how can you do this to us? Because you gave us the original one in 2017, and then to see this, you're like, all right, sure, four hours, a little bit too fucking much. But you let him come back, he probably could have done his own cut and made it like two and a half hours and still fucking good, you know? I feel like I can't even, like, blame Josh Whedon because I feel like – because they had him come in post-production and just cut it up and fix it and do reshoots. I feel like Warner Brothers literally had an agenda in here, and they're like, well, this is the movie we want. We're going to give you money if you make it. And he just fucking did it. And he added his own things to it. And honestly, a lot of the things that they that was taken out of this of the original version that we didn't see in the Snyder version, thank fucking God. I also there was like only one thing that I kind of wish they kept. And I'll get into that. Ah, but it's just fucking crazy how they changed such a movie and made everyone hate it so fucking much. And now I've I've seen the fucking like you know people are taking this movie and are happy with it. Like the recep like the reception that people are having, not reception, but like like just how the audience has been since this movie came out. I haven't seen really like awful things like compared to when Justice League came out, like the original version, the Snyder version. There's praise. People are happy. You know, this is like what people wanted originally. And that's me. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the greatest movie ever. I still have some problems with it. But compared to what we got, this is 10 times fucking better. It's crazy also how much, and we could get into the pros and cons, it's crazy how much color and score can really change this whole movie. Because the color... Oh my god, changing it back to what it should look like, not only does it just fit this universe way more, but the score was so much more memorable compared to the original one. Because after Jump, because I, compared to you, where you did Snyder Cut, then Whedon Cut, I did Whedon Cut, then Snyder Cut, and just hearing the difference, I'm like, wow, this scene became ten times better because of the color, and the music meant more. Like, it was more memorable. The only time that music was fucking weird was that one Aquaman scene where he's going into the water. And I don't know what the hell was going on there. That was just funny, the music that they had going on. I can't even say what the song was, but it stuck in my head because of how odd it was. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, I'll get into, like, the score, I agree with you, like, in this Justice League, it was a lot better than the previous one. I do have, like, I feel like there was a lot of music, especially in the beginning. Like I feel like it was just unnecessary. Like it just they expect like something like the Aquaman scene. I agree. I feel like that was like a little awkward. Like you didn't really need like an actual song to be playing while just the waves are going up. It's like we get the point. You know, you can just put like a little bit of score, a little bit of just background music, but you don't have to put actual like a fucking song. Like I feel like there was a little bit too much jam packed, but what you said with the whole color thing, seeing the Josh Whedon one, it was like, the only thing that made it look good was, I feel like the Flash. The Flash's suit looked really cool when it was in color, but everything else just looked bad. And it was just like, it didn't make sense. Especially when you could see certain parts of like, oh, you know, this is the reshoot. And it's just like, it's obvious. Like when Aquaman, after he talks to Bruce Wayne for the first time, you just see him in the water and like, 
you can just tell that it was a reshoot because of just like the colors and everything. And you can like, Oh, that's a fucking background. It's just like, <laughs> Oh, this is stupid. Like how this fucking get greenlit. Yeah. But, I mean, like, like for example, the final fucking act where it's like they're at Russia, wherever part of Russia it is. And um, the whole sky is fucking red. I hated that seeing that. And then seeing it in the Snyder version, I'm like, Oh, this is so much better. It just looks better. It feels like it belongs in, man of steel it belongs with uh, batman v superman it just made so much more sense and actually you talk about the bruce meeting aquaman for the first time i i put my first pro that i put they took out ah i hear you talk to fish <laughs> I, I i get i agree with you i think that was like it was i thought when i first saw it, i'm like wow they they pretty much did like a completely different scene and then like and then i watched the snap the the Whedon one, I was like, it wasn't really, it was pretty much the same, but they got rid of the you talk to fish part, which was just, it, just it's just the problem. Just small amounts that they took away made it so much better. Because <laughs> what, what the problem is, what I saw, what Whedon was trying to do, and it, it's no fault of his own, because what he's, he tried to put the Avengers into, he tried to put his little, like, the quips. He, he tried to make, batman like do little comments and stern like that he's like that's not batman he's funny by just being like a brooding force and like he'll do stuff that people will laugh at but like if he's doing like little things like oh i hear you talk to fish like it's like shit that's batman batman doesn't do that exactly like he, he just acted like a bitch like in certain situations in the weed and one it was just like this isn't my batman and Snyder cut, you saw fucking Bruce Wayne. You saw Batman. It was just, uh, I got Josh this, Whedon it was didn't really annoying. Josh Whedon really didn't understand, I guess, the Bruce character because mm. I would accept that line from Bruce Wayne if he was in Bruce Wayne mode. He was in Batman mode, but just looking like Bruce Wayne in that moment. Because like Bruce Wayne, like in some television shows, or even like when he has to be like you know, on the camera or shit like that, you know, when he has to be a public figure, he could be kind of quippy or kind of cool and shit like that. But like, he didn't need to at that moment. So I fucking thought it was dumb. I also like that they didn't have the, uh, you know, Bruce looks and there's like a fucking wall of the painting of iron of like Aquaman and the three fucking boxes. Like, I kind of like that. That wasn't a part of it just cause it made it it made it mean more later on, I feel, when we get more explanation of the fucking mother boxes. But I will say, um, I did give credit to the score, but I think one of my cons that I put here, I fucking hate the Wonder Woman score that comes before the... The whole fucking women screaming before every fucking time. And also every time they fucking did it with the Amazonians, you know, fuck that shit. That was getting so annoying. I'm like, I saw it because um, I didn't watch this movie until Friday. Uh, mostly, yeah, Friday. Um, what's it called? Bardock on his Twitter. He, would, he posted this thing. Wonder Woman breathes and then it's the fucking score. I'm like, yes, because that's every time she was on camera that fucking thing happened. That fucking scream in the beginning before, like, because 
and that I will say, like, how did you fuck up kind of that part? Because Wonder Woman's like theme is pretty badass, but then you add that little um, shot. No, like it kind of fucking took me out of it. I'm like, please get Wonder Woman off my damn camera, off the damn screen. Oh my god, and her her acting also <laughs> still fucking sucks. <laughs> The only th- part that was better, the Kal-El No scene kind of looked better in this one than it did in the Whedon cut. I, like, if it didn't feel... I think the score had something to do with it, but it just felt a lot better. I, don't, I, I have to say, I feel like it still felt pretty cringy in both <laughs> cuts. It still was, like... Because, eh. again, like, it was... But I'll just get to the point with the score. That was so fucking annoying. It was just like, literally every time we saw her, it had to be. And I just wish, all right, if you're going to do that, do the fucking Wonder Woman score that we got introduced to in Batman v Superman and everything. That one is fucking badass. Even if you did that all the time, it would have been annoying, but it wouldn't have been this annoying because it was just, it wasn't a pleasing sound. It was just like, ah, I was just echoing, screaming pretty much. And it was just like, what the fuck? Like, it just felt like they someone fucked up like it just kept playing and playing it was just like it should have just been once maybe twice but not every fucking time we see her and it's just like oh it's wonder woman uh oh it's wonder woman uh, like it, it was just i didn't understand why they had to keep doing it and then only sometimes do that and then also use the wonder woman score and as it went on like which is honestly really fucking good i feel but yeah Yes, that was definitely easily a con. And also another con is, yes, she's just, she ain't a good actress. It's it's tough (laughs) to say, but it's the the cut. It didn't matter what cut. It it wouldn't help. It it really didn't. It really didn't. It's just, it's a shame because she looks really great as Wonder Woman. You know, she pulls it off really fucking well. Just the look unfortunately and i know that's kind of like it's mean to say because like you know oh you're just looking at her for the way she looks no she she looks like a, an amazing wonder woman it's just her acting's fucking rough um mm-hmm. on top of the other the annoying screaming that we got was another part uh, like i didn't fucking like uh so in that scene where bruce is talking to aquaman and then they finally make it to the water um before and also I will say one thing in this movie that our secret identity is not a fucking thing. Cause they did this in the Snyder cut that they said they did it in the Whedon cut. Like when, when, uh, when Aquaman's like, Oh, no chance Batman. I'm like, you're in the middle of fucking public. Sure. You're in some random fucking area, but I think these people might know what a Batman is. The same thing goes on when, uh, was it Alfred? Uh, I love Alfred, by the way, definitely big pro love this Alfred. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's like, when they get to the fucking plane after he gets out of the helicopter and Alfred's like, and the quote is man who broods in a cave for a living is not a good recruiter. I'm like, you're saying that there's like a random guy standing there. You think he can't put that together and figure it out? I mean, there's just the guy doing like the, the put in the planes with like the big things. Like, did he just fucking say bat? Is Bruce Wayne Batman? Uh, I'm just going (laughs) to act like I didn't fucking hear that. Uh, Yeah. Or back when uh, Lois Lane, she fucking sees uh, Clark for the first time. She's like, Clark, Clark, our secret identity the, the, is not the, a fucking thing. I, yeah, I I agree. I kept up. I thought that too. The fucking, I don't know what type of, I don't know, uh, people that is, are 
in the I what is it like Iceland or something like that where Aquaman is, but like they uh, they speak English. So I think that <laughs> and Batman just seems like it'd be a thing that everyone knows about, or at least they definitely know who Bruce Wayne is. And it's just like yeah. Bruce, Batman, he's Batman, and like I feel like someone would say to someone else, and then someone else, and then it's like oh everyone fucking knows. It's just. Like, I agree. I guess they're just like they're loose with the whole secret identity, and especially it's like it's twenty years. I, I feel like certain people have to like realize, oh, this is Bruce Wayne yeah. at this point. <laughs> He's back. like I know I'm 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 kind of like nitpicking at this point, like when it came to, when it comes to that. But like, come on. But back to what I was originally getting at. So at that scene, wherever the fuck they're at. And Aquaman, he's like going into the water and Bruce is just standing there. Then you got a crowd of people fucking singing for no damn reason. Like, what the hell was that? That was weird. The girl picks up Aquaman's sweater, fucking sniffs it. Like, like what was that? That was just weird. I, saw, I put that as a con because it was fucking weird. I saw a video, someone breaking it down and be like, she sniffs it and like, it probably smells like fish. Oh, it definitely smells like fish. Like, I don't know why. I, I feel like if anyone else just sniffed that, they probably would just project out vomit right after that. Like, I don't know. Maybe she, she likes the smell of the fish. But, yeah, that, that, that one was taking me away. But let's go back into the pros again. The Amazon, like, whole fucking scene was Steppenwolf. First of all, Steppenwolf looks way fucking better. The uh, Steph, Like, when I watched the Weed and Cut first... Uh, it was that it just it's I never liked it in the original anyway like just when I watched the first time ever but rewatching him like I got reminded I'm like I really don't like the way this dude looks it just looks like shitty animation CGI whatever you want to call it in this version it looks so much better the armor was a cool little addition also I really like in this version of it because when you're in a longer movie you have to flesh out things a lot more, kind of like television shows with what we got with WandaVision where it fleshed out more and made us care about, you know, Wanda and Vision. I felt the same way kind of for Steppenwolf. I kind of felt like I cared a little bit more about him because we got a fucking story out of him. We realized he fucking tried to betray Darkseid, his nephew. So clearly, like, there's some shit going on. He also felt more of a badass. And what I was trying to touch on here is in that Amazon scene, with the simple addition of blood, it made it seem so much cooler. And also, Stephen Wolf beheaded one of them. That was fucking dope. All of that just was cool. You know, the temple where they, I don't remember it being in the weeding cut, where they literally dropped the temple down the fucking mountain or the hilltop or whatever you want to fucking call it. That made it, it made more sense because here's Stephen Wolf. He fucking took a boom tube to get there. And all you guys are doing is throwing swords and, and like arrows at him. Clearly that ain't shit ain't working. And then in the weeding cut, they just locked the door, kind of. They closed all the doors and expected, all right, well, what's, he's never getting out of here. Whoa. Well, they fucking dropped the entire fucking temple with the Amazonians in there. So it just made so much more sense. And it, like, clearly this guy was going to get out, obviously. Um, but it felt like it mattered more in that scene. And that just overall fighting scene was so much better. No, I completely agree, but with Steppenwolf, it, again, this just goes to, like, what the fuck was Warner Brothers thinking? Like, how did they look at Steppenwolf and be like, 
oh, we should just make him not look as badass or like just fucking sinister. Let's just take all that shit off and just make him look like a fucking uh, random character you'd see in like a PS4 game, like just something like that. Like it, he looked so fucking cool in this whole spiked out type suit, whatever. And his whole character, it just what always annoyed me in the original Justice League was just he just kept referring to the mother boxes as mother and was just being mother. like a simp towards that. <laughs> It was just, and I watched it again. I was just like, this just was so fucking stupid. And that, like, literally, Dark Side is mentioned once by him. And this whole thing is just his whole arc is I need to redeem myself and be looked upon as Dark Like, Dark Side needs, to, I need to gain his favor. And he's like his fucking god, pretty much. It just, it made so much more sense. And it made zero sense why they just, took that all out in the original and also another thing with just between the two different cuts like this amazon fight you're right was fucking great they added so much more it was like fucking 10 minutes the whedon one felt like it was like barely five like it was done in like that to get just one of the mother boxes that was it and it was very rushed and you could see another thing i was very confused at the end of it the Amazon where the horse is on top of her and she's like dying. She's an Amazon. How can she not lift the horse? They're like yeah. fucking pretty much gods. A horse. Two of them were literally holding the structure by themselves before the uh, queen, whatever, was escaping with the mother box. This bitch couldn't just lift a horse off her. I'm just saying. And she just, and then she just dies. Under she the horse. dies. It's just, <laughs> It's just like, uh, I feel like she could have got out of that, but hey. Again, a little nitpicking, but... You got to. I mean, you touch on something good here uh, before that. Like, I will say, obviously, it's going to be like that when it's a shorter movie, but Steppenwolf got those fucking mother boxes so fucking quick in the weed and cut. It might just be because it's a shorter movie, but I like that in this version, obviously, because it's longer, it took it, we would we didn't go like scene to scene like he's taking the boxes like we got some build up in between like I felt like there was the such the biggest build up before uh between before he got the second one after uh, he got the one at the Amazonia uh, at the at Themyscira so I like that uh, another thing I fucking like I put this as a pro. I just put William Defoe as Green Goblin because when I saw William Defoe, I could not just not picture him as the Green Goblin because the way his face looked just reminded me when he got slashed with his glider. That's the look I was getting off of him when he was talking to Aquaman. And I'm like, yeah, that's the Green Goblin right there. That's William Defoe. Love it. Love it. I do. I, I, I agree. Have to love William Defoe being a part of it. I do have to say, I think they made the right choice in Aquaman to him not having very long hair because it just looked weird to me. It looked very weird. William Defoe just having just massive. That was of kind locks. of fucking weird. Yeah, they it, did cut that shit. Like, in I know right. he, they made it to like he has like a man bun pretty much in Aquaman, which I feel like is a little bit more fit, fitting, but he just looked. I'm glad that he was a part of it, but it just looked very weird and another thing to kind of bounce off that which is Khan Mira all of a sudden had an accent I guess that was yeah. going to be a thing but like <laughs> I guess it wasn't 
James Wan and Aquaman was like, nah, fuck it. We ain't doing that shit. <laughs> Just have a normal fucking accent. But she yeah, does I- have a, it's weird. In the weeding cut, she kind of has a regular accent and that accent at the same time. It was very, like, awkward. Like, you can tell it was like a probably a reshoot type deal where she was tiptoeing the line in the accent. But in Aquaman, just got rid of it. And it kind of just made sense because it was like British, but I, yeah, I don't know why I, it would be an accent my for someone. I put in my notes. British question mark like question he's like I I, I I it was fine but like at the same time I guess it's just something they couldn't change so it, it didn't take away it was just weird to like see this and like she doesn't have a British accent now she does okay she I mean she's not gonna but whatever adds a new element to the type of yeah. movie I guess but hey just another my, like little nitpicking thing. I mean, a lot of my cons are really nitpicking things. Honestly, like it was just the certain things. Like I was like, eh, like that, that, that. Like sometimes, like for example, one of my biggest cons: this movie shouldn't be four hours. There were certain things that just got extended a little bit too much. I saw I was um when I was listening to the Weekly Planet, they were saying what would happen if you like used all the like clips, all the all the scenes that were slow mo, and you actually brought it to real time. Like how much of a difference it would have put in the movie? Because there was so much unnecessary slow mo in this movie. I'm gonna give it that. Like I think like if if Snyder, unfortunately, if not none of the stuff, or if they at least let him instead of releasing the movie and they brought him back when he was ready. He probably could have just came out with a two hours and 30 minute cut or some shit like that. But we got this full thing, which I mean, I still am happy about it because I will say the biggest pro that comes when with Zack Snyder's original direction is kind of, as I mentioned before, where WandaVision, they flesh out characters. So you make me care enough. Cyborg mean meant so much more to this fucking movie than Josh Whedon and Warner Brothers fucking did, which I understand a lot more maybe why Ray Fisher fucking hates Warner Brothers and all that shit because he was so important to this movie and had so many really interesting scenes and they took them away. They were nothing. They were ridiculous. They had no point and there was no reason why they took it away, honestly, I feel, because it brought it made more sense later on and that's the one thing this Snyder Cut did there's a lot of plot holes that got filled when you just give me this four hour thing sure four hours is a lot but did it all make a lot more sense yes and Cyborg and his like we know like there was like issues with his father kind of really sort of I don't know they they kind of touch on it but like we realize there's a lot more issues and we understand there's problems with him just understanding like who he is now and all that stuff like that whole like scene where we kind of saw like like the economy fight each other as a bull and a bear i mean sure was was it a little unnecessary probably but like it was interesting to watch and just like what it did and how it like kind of brought that character more to life i'm like you know what i would before i would have said like yeah maybe they needed solo films and stuff to introduce these guys or like a cyborg solo film that was like in the talks would be kind of stupid I kind of liked it. I, I liked I, I liked it a lot. All the Ray Fisher scenes. No, I mean, I feel like this was the biggest part of this entire cut because, really, if you take just Cyborg out of the equation, most of the movie is is pretty much the same in both cuts, with of course just better, just 
execution in the Snyder Cut, but Cyborg is just so prominent in this. And you, again, you just see what he's gone through, the trauma. His, the death of his mother is mentioned once, like once a little bit in the Whedon Cut. And this, you just see how much it affects him, affects his father. His father also, his father literally dies in the, in the Snyder Cut, but in the Whedon Cut, he's just, they don't it's not even a part of it it's like he's still alive which is i just i didn't understand how they could just take away that entire part and just literally take away pretty much anything cyborg was in and then just put little bits and pieces around in the weed and cut and be like oh that's fine you know it's a character literally no one has seen on the screen but you know they'll get it they'll understand no no, you should have made him an actual fucking character like Zack Snyder intended. And he did a hell of a job. And Ray Fisher, like, it showed that this guy was really fucking good. And he just got the shit on the stick from Charles Whedon and Warner Brothers. which just really fucking sucks. Like, his literal, literal first acting opportunity, and they fucked him over so much. Like, imagine being an actor... And this is the movie that they come out with, the original one. And you're like, wow, I had so many more scenes than that. Like, you know, it happens mm-hmm. a lot of times. Obviously, like actors, like sometimes like actors who have the smallest roles in movies, like they were like, oh, yeah, I was in the movie for like 20 minutes. But then turns out when the official cut comes out, the theatrical cut, they're like, oh, I was only there for five. Well, I was in the movie. No, Cyborg was crucial as fuck to this movie. Yet they took him out of it for most of it which was would made no sense uh, um what do you think about them taking away that batman scene in the beginning of the movie happy about it don't care for me i was kind of indifferent honestly it was a bit I, I, cartoony it was a, at that point. it was it was a smart move because it also just randomly just introduced parademons without really you know like the, the the Snyder cut made you understand more. Like even though like we kind of you kind of found out after Batman vs Superman if you did like your research and everything because of that whole nightmare dream sequence. You're like, oh, those are what those are. But like this, they were just like, oh, they're just now in Gotham for some reason. Why? But like, it, yeah, uh, it just really was a to see Batman in action, but like not really anything we haven't seen him just take down one fucking guy in a, with a gun. Like if it was like a, a whole fucking, fucking cat burglar. Cat. Yeah. Like, it was a whole like, was like sequence with a fucking like, cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like it was a smart decision to get rid of that. Or it just also seems like just something Warner brothers and Joss Whedon just put in to be like, yeah, this will work. Right. No, it was better <laughs> off not work uh, not being part of the movie I, I saw someone say this and i forgot who it is but i'm uh, and i and this is what i realized too like thank god this color changes how this movie really looks like and just feels a lot better because like batman's suit in the josh whedon cut it looks a lot like rubber and just kind of ugly looking in that version but in this one it comes off more dark and brooding and menacing and like 
this is the Batman you want to see. Batman just comes off so much better than the Snyder cut because Snyder knows how to fucking work with him. Worked well with Ben Affleck. You know, I'm still fucking sad we're not going to get a fucking movie directed by him. I mean, Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman will be in the Flash movie. But at the same time, who knows? Like, this might be his, like, he's there for five minutes and they get rid of him or somehow he dies or some shit. I don't fucking know. And this is an overarching thing that this movie made me feel is fuck Warner Brothers because I don't think they're going to come out with a second one or third one. Uh, Zack Snyder has revealed a lot of his initial plans that he wanted. Who knows? They might still. I mean, if you think if you think they're smart, but clearly from what they did originally, they're not smart because the fans love this shit so much or enough that it's getting so much praise, like so much better than the original one. Why don't you make more? Why don't you give them the fucking reins? Because you know what? Will it get you to like maybe Marvel Avengers status? It's hard at this point to say if it could, but it'll get you a lot closer than whatever you're doing at the moment. Because if compared to this, like, you know, in 20, in, in, in it was, yeah, 2021, we got Wonder Woman, and we got Justice League part revamped. Fuck Wonder Woman 84, because this shit was so much better. And this was like, if this would have came out, I was like, wow, there's like, there's so much hope in the DCEU. And then we just saw what we got with Wonder Woman. We're like, ah, oh, man, that's right. In the official canon, like, we got this horse shit going on. And, oh, man. Uh, that flash. Oh, you had a point. You just say what I, I was just gonna. I was just really just gonna reiterate what you're saying. The one of my biggest cons was, and I've mentioned this the weeks prior to this that like I'm just upset on how they've treated Batman and how like they were little. There were so many things that they were setting up pretty much in this movie for the next Batman movie that was gonna be originally directed by. Ben Affleck, then directed by Matt Reeves. But then when Ben Affleck went out, now it's going to be just Matt Reeves doing it with Robert Pattinson, and it's not even going to be a part of the DCEU. <laughs> but I just, I really wanted, especially after this, I wanted a whole fucking Deathstroke Batman matchup. I feel like that would have been just so fucking good. And Lex Luthor would probably be a part of it. And other, then definitely other Batman villains would be a part of it. And it was just, ah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was going to be centered around Arkham Asylum, and I feel like that just would have been so fucking good. But yeah, in again, that movie, it was going to be Deathstroke. The ball. They, they fucking did. In that movie, it was going to be Deathstroke. It was going to be the Riddler, because the Riddler's like trying to figure out, like he's also trying to like figure out kind of like the anti-life equation, which would have then gotten into Justice League 2. Uh, but, dude, like they dropped the fucking ball. And Zack Snyder clearly has, like, I will say a lot of his ideas, it's it's kind of good that Warner Brothers, like, worked with him a little bit because I'll, I'll talk about some of it because, like, some of the news got revealed. I'm like, that was interesting. I'm happy they edited that or changed it up. So Zack Snyder could be a little fucking crazy with his ideas, but he has good ideas for the most part of what we just saw here. Fucking Matt Reeves, he, he loves this movie. He said this was great. The Russo brothers really like this movie, too. Look at that. Great fucking, like, people who are, you got one guy who's going to continue on doing DC movies for you. And you got someone, you got two of the, two, you got a brothers that created some of the best Marvel movies that we've ever seen. And they're just probably going to abandon this universe. And the thing is, I just get so angry to think that the fans are so 
like happy that we finally get this. And they're probably just going to chop it up. Be like, all right, well, that was it. You know, fuck you, Zack Snyder. That's all Warner Brothers fucking really doing if they don't continue this. And with what they've done in the past, I just don't see them continuing it because they're assholes. But if they realize where the money's at, they should fucking continue it. I mean, it would make so much more sense. But at the same time, I feel like Warner Brothers just keeps making bad decisions. Even this, honestly, in the eye, people looking at Warner Brothers, them releasing this is a bad idea because it shows how much they fucked up, really. Yeah, like, we're saying what, we fucked up. Here you go. <laughs> here you go. And like, that's why like, I can't believe this actually was like allowed. Because like, if I'm a higher up in Warner Brothers, I'm like, why would, what do we gain from this? Really, besides fans, like, oh, fans love this. But in the back of all our minds, it's like, they fucked up so much. Like, this is great. Why didn't you guys fucking do this? And now you're, it's not like, oh, they did this. Now we're finally going to get this. No, we're not going to, we're most likely, hopefully, there's a chance this didn't feel like it was going to be a possibility and it happened. So maybe there is going to be more a Snyder verse, like a revamp of that. But I, I, it, I don't see it because the big thing is Ben Affleck's Batman, who I just, I, it seems like Ben Affleck just doesn't want to be a part of Batman anymore. And that's sad. And I guess they could just put anyone in it, but it, it just wouldn't feel right. And I don't know what they're doing with Superman because they never know what they're doing with Superman. So, uh, <laughs> There's like a small glimmer of hope. There's like a small glimmer mm-hmm. of hope because obviously, like you just said, if they were able to actually release this cut, then that's like hope. Uh, mm-hmm. Batman, like Ben Affleck, he is going to be in the Flash movie. So that's a small glimmer of hope. He also sh- he came for the reshoots for the Snyder cut. That's like little bits of hope everyone came back for the reshoots of the snyder cut except for uh henry cavall but he was probably busy uh, mm-hmm. i think um but it's also a pandemic so you can't blame him like i don't think he has a problem with Zack snyder um so there's mm-hmm. small glimmers of hopes but then the problem is like warner brothers but you are right like a studio releasing this especially in the span because it came out in 2017 and here we are in 2021 that's like only four years like take about it because this is not the first time like a cut of a movie like that's kind of different in a way or makes a movie better has happened before like just for example superman superman 2 ended up getting a new director and it was because a the original director richard donner who's um who's done the superman he did superman one he's doing the new lethal weapon they fired him after superman one and he filmed the most of the goddamn movie uh so then they hired someone else i think his name was richard lester and was in 2006 i'm pretty sure a little bit after that they ended up uncovering the old footage and decided that we could actually make the Richard Donner original movie. And he actually came in there and helped and edit it all out. And then we got the Richard Donner cut, which came out in 20, 2006, 2007, some shit like that. And that was a way better movie. But think about it. The studio did that years after compared to this. Oh, the four year difference. This is like, Oh, my bad. <laughs> like yeah. ridiculous. No, it just made a lot of sense. Oh. It was, I was, it, it just made a lot of sense if this was way down the road, but four years, you're right. It's like, it's too early to, I think, admit how big you fucked up. But they fucking admitted it by releasing yeah. this. But are they, do they have the balls to actually continue with this? Because if they've admitted they're wrong once, will they continue? You know, but who knows? Mm. But as I was trying to get to, it's okay. 
we could talk about it. Because I want to really know, like, what's your thoughts on Flash on this one compared to the Whedon cut? I'm I'm glad you you brought it up because I might have a very hot take. I think I do. I don't like the Flash at all. <laughs> I, I I do not like him. He was. I'll give it. He was a little better in the Snyder cut, but in both versions, I I don't like him. In, just... in the Weekly Planet, they explained it. Uh, the guy uh, Meso he explains it as I think what the difference is in the Snyder cut version, besides the fact that they took away the brunch moment. Good, I like that. He's like, because when he was like, "What is brunch?" Like, that was fucking dumb. And thank, and I'm happy to know that was a Whedon thing. Um, it took him less time. It took him longer to become annoying in this version because it's a longer fucking movie. Because at first. I had a note. I had a pro. I'm like, ah, Flash is less quippier than he was. And then as it progressed, I'm like, no, he gets pretty annoying as time kind of progresses. I had this realization. Ezra Miller's Flash at certain points made me, and this is, uh, Tom might look at this as a bad thing, but I kind of saw Tom on the screen. (laughs) I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm glad you did, because I a thousand million percent agree with you. There were certain times where he did look like if Tom was literally just in a Flash uniform, but more likely in like a Flash onesie, and was just like, I could not agree with you more. (laughs) <laughs> and that's probably the, the the one thing I'll enjoy about this flash. <laughs> I just I don't know if it's just the character or any I just or Ezra Miller. I, I cannot. In I, both it's it's, it's both. I just don't like him. It's both <sighs> because the like times <laughs> that he wasn't being so annoying, I was like that line just reminds me of Tom and like the scene with him in the. I, I realized this the moment I saw him in like in um, his little lair with Bat with Bruce Wayne with Batman. I was like, that kind of looks like Tom a little bit. And that kind of sounded like Tom, too. Um, I will say the one scene that I did really like of the Flash, and I, I, no, I, I, of him being Flash, like, quippy, not just, like, Flash time travel, because I did like the time travel additions that they added here. Um, he was like, when he's digging up the fucking grave and he's with Cyborg, he's like, hey, you know, Wonder Woman, you think she likes the younger men? And then, you know, Cyborg's like, she's 5,000 years old. Everyone's a younger man. That I kind of laughed at that one. I'm like, first of all, Wonder Woman's 5,000 years old? Jesus Christ. But then I just fucking laughed because I thought she looking that good. was the one that was quippy. And she looked good. Um, look, that was the one that was quippy that I liked. <laughs> and no, that wasn't a bad bad line it is just it is something where he it is yes i guess definitely in the weed and cut a lot of just quips and that's pretty much all his dialogue like they, another thing i'm glad they took away like the whole thing before the first like encounter with steppenwolf he's like i've never done battle or been and did like just shut the fuck up like Batman knows you haven't done this. You don't have to say it. And like Batman, I feel like I already forgot it, but he says something fucking stupid. Like just, oh, just save one. That's all yeah, you gotta do. I'm save, glad save, they save one. They they changed that all up because it just it made that a lot better. That entire just sequence, uh, and yeah. also just the motivations and everything in that first encounter with Steppenwolf. I like the dad stuff in this for him because like. Then we we're getting Jesus Christ! There's a fire somewhere. Um, 
we get more like I don't know. I don't remember how much of a difference that scene was from the weeding cut, but I I felt like it felt more like I don't remember if in the weeding cut his dad tells him don't come here anymore, but it came off better for me in the Snyder version. Mm. Um, and on top of that, I really like the addition of time travel in this because that's not what we got in the weeding cut. And I really like the you know he had to manipulate time to then make sure he touched the mother box, which then makes sense later when we realize because he gets fucked up by one of those fucking parademons and then he misses his opportunity and he's like, ah, shit, I got to break my rule. And he goes back in time and I was like very... Him talking to himself was a little annoying because I'm like, what is this doing? But just the whole... The like the world is being created again underneath him, and you know he does fix it. I'm like, I like that. Which then it, it makes more sense for when we do get that Flash movie that's been in the works for like 25 years now or whatever. Like it'll it made more sense now. And like in my head, because if Zack Snyder's saying that, oh yeah, this isn't canon, like what is Warner Brothers doing? Because literally, this will help you later on. Like. This whole Flash thing, it made the Flash way more important for his sequel, like his own movie. Like, I will, that, that just, it bothers me that that's like not canon apparently, or maybe it's canon when that edition was really fucking good. That whole scene was really fucking good. The like, the whole reversing time at the end. Mm-hmm. It made, it no, made that, that whole final act even better. It made it way more better. It just made it so much more dramatic like honestly in the whedon cut it was honestly it was just a normal just final battle there was like it felt like there was no stakes really but like flash was also useless he was very useless because that the no offense but the stupid family like i'm glad oh my god i'm so happy they got rid of them because then it was also a stupid thing that, like, that was where Superman was for a part of the fight. Like, no, like, Superman should have been beating that ass like he did in fucking the Snyder Cut and literally just won the fight himself. Because, I mean, he's fucking Superman. He doesn't need it. Yeah, of course he can save families because he's fucking the goody two-shoes god. But, no, he should just be beating ass and... Yes, the whole time traveling thing, it, ju- it was very cool. And, you know, we, sh- we saw that almost shit was completely fucking gone. The entire planet was about to be. Yeah, we fucked. saw when it and like combust. Like... And I, I, I thought for a second that that was going to go into that whole nightmare situation. But it makes sense that he, he, broke, he broke his one rule and just changed the fucking course of time and it was pretty cool that was so much better than him just having to fucking move that fucking family car and then he said something in russian or some shit taking away that family beautiful take away the random purple and red and whatever that entire fucking scene fucking beautiful that was just that was so much that was way better um Mm -hmm. the nightmare scenes those were pretty fucking hot. I mean, the first one we get was through Cyborg's lens. We fucking see dead Wonder Woman. We see a dead Aquaman. We see Darkseid going fucking crazy. If you didn't fucking notice, you probably might have already seen it through, like, tweets or videos. We see a dead Green Lantern, which might be Killmo- uh, 
I don't know. It's not, his name's not Killmonger. Killer, Killerwog is his name. Um, so we see him. We see uh, Superman with his uh, with the fucking uh, cowl of Batman. Like that whole first nightmare part that we never got in the Whedon cut was so fucking cool. We see Superman holding what might be the corpse of Lois fucking Lane, like melted in his hands while Darkseid's looking over him. I'm like, dude, why can't we get this movie? And if you notice, it was in the Batcave. Yeah. That's where Superman was, which was, and then that's what people are saying. That was then the reason why he wants to kill Batman and like why he turns bad, of course, because like Lois Lane is, Lois Lane's the key. I know that's the big thing, but I, I, yes, I would have really liked to see this whole Superman goes fucking crazy and everyone just got to fucking deal with it, really. Like him and Darkseid forming the world's greatest tag team and just killing everyone and Batman just getting whoever he can to try to fucking help. And yes, it, it's, it just sucks. Like it, it was really fucking cool. But again, with a lot of things that were really fucking cool in this movie, it's just, I wish we could see more. I hope there's a chance we see more, but it's more likely that we won't. (laughs) Like, this movie was literally gonna be Injustice the video game brought to fucking life, and that's a cool-ass video game, even cooler comic, and they're... ah, Fuck you, Warner Brothers, if you don't continue this, man. Fuck you guys so fucking much, because, like, it's so different from what we're getting at Marvel that it's what you should be doing, because, like, Sure, Marvel has the great recipe of what they're doing, but it's you you don't want to be the exact as Marvel. Sure, you want their fucking money, but if you do something different, you'll probably get close enough. <laughs> like Marvel and Disney have godly money. It's got it's insane. But if you could just get close to the fucking mountaintop of what you're doing here, hey, you you could do well. And uh, the nightmare stuff was that was a very interesting, like, the addition, too, because, like, the cliffhanger that they were saying, like, oh, it's a massive cl- cliffhanger, Zack Snyder was saying. It was at the rest of the nightmare scene where it's, like, Batman's talking to Joker. Jared Leto's Joker is eh, still not better in this version, I feel. Still kind of weird. He's like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, shut up, dude. Yeah, that, that's what I, Honestly, if it, it would have been, he would have been fucking great amazing if it was just a different laugh because like honestly he does act like the ah, fucking joker he ah, acts more like a fucking just what you would weirdo. see in a batman joker dynamic it was it, like it was a, not a really good scene but yes you take that fucking laugh is really just annoying and but i do have to say seeing batman use use a fuck <laughs> how could you say that wasn't great that's <laughs> part of the reason why it's rated r there was three word yeah. there was three times the word fuck was used and i think shit was used once too look at that uh nightmare yeah. scenes just it made me very interested to see what the sequels would have been you know it, it's like mm-hmm. like i've just said a second ago it's so different from what we normally get it would have been interesting to watch and they're dropping the ball if they don't continue it what else? What else are things? What do you yeah, think? I, I just oh. would have, I just would have liked to seen like agree with you like 
Mira mentioned it, how, uh, how they killed Aquaman, how Harley Quinn dies, which Batman mentions, how, why, Bruce, why Batman is the reason like Lois Lane dies, or why the Joker is saying that he's the reason she dies. Like, I would like to see how this would have happened. And again, I, I really want to see more of uh, Joe Magno's Deathstroke. I feel like he, and he was just recently on LCD and you can tell how much he wanted to play Deathstroke and what he, he was just so excited for the role. You can actually just hear the disappointment in his like voice when how like, he's just, he keeps like, he was saying that like he right now he's not like, nothing's going to happen. And, you can see that he's very upset about it, but I think he would have just fucking crushed it. And if he was given more of a chance, maybe he will. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I fucking hope so. Jesus Christ. Um, what was I going to mention? <sighs> Superman. We could touch. I got two more things to touch about, and then we'll get into what could have been. Um, it's crazy how much they could have just kept because a lot of what they kept that we got in the Snyder version without the fucking re-editions of a damn reshoots that needed to be done because of his damn uh, mustache too, all that shit. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Literally how much that mustache CGI ruined a lot of that Superman moments because like, first of all, thank God they took away that stupid beginning clip of like, you know, the kids trying to, Oh, this is for our podcast. Shut up kids. No way. There's like eight year olds with podcasts. Shut up. And second of all, God, how bad that the scenes that they did on the reshoot were just to CGI off the mustache. Like, it's crazy because the scenes that basically were duplicates were fine. Like, you didn't need to reshoot a lot of Superman things. And clearly, Zack Snyder didn't either. He used what he had, and it was perfect. It was perfect. The only weird thing that I didn't really like about this is, like, okay, Superman picks the black suit. But, like, in the comics, it's, like, for regeneration, clearly, because he fucking dies and stuff, like, what happens here. But, like, there's no real reason why he picks the black suit. He just fucking picks it. It was weird. I, I was like, eh. Because it looks fucking, it just looks fucking dope. That's what, he was probably like, he might have never seen it. And he's like, oh, that, that shit's fire, actually. I should put that on. <laughs> but being honest. I, yeah, probably. But his scenes, so much better without the damn CGI mustache. Plus, like, the whole fight scene he had with, like, with Steppenwolf was ten times better. And the way Steppenwolf dies and gets fucking owned, ten times better. Oh, my God. Because he doesn't die in the original one. But in this one, he fucking dies. Darkseid squashes his head. Beautiful. It was chef's kiss. Absolutely. Like, no better way they could have done that with just fucking Aquaman... Fucking just put like kebabbing him and Superman just uppercut right to the fucking face and one woman just fucking decapitating him. It was I I thought it was perfect and you know, this movie should have been like radar if it was released and the whole thing should have like it just added so much more dynamics to the entire movie and it it just it was so that was just so good. Like that's why the ending I feel like was just so important to this movie and why it was so much better than the original 
just the fight scene, like the fight scene alone, the end was a million times better than the Whedon cut. It really was. And like a lot of it too, I was looking at, I'm like, I just kept writing and well, not writing, but saying this in my head, like, wow, the color and music makes this entire thing way better in way better for this entire fight scene. Um, I was kind of thrown off. I will say, I don't don't know really if it's a con, but just the way the movie advertised it, I was surprised. Dark side wasn't really like, you know, as important as I really thought he was going to be like, I thought he was going to have like interactions with the justice league, but for what we got, it was good enough, but I was advertised something totally different with the way they kept playing it off. But any scene that did have him was pretty badass. Like the entire, like in the weeding cut, the whole history backstory that they do to talk about the mother boxes is with Steppenwolf. But in the Snyder cut is with, dark side and mind you while dark side does get fucking pwned like he literally gets hit with an axe and he's like oh i'm dead and they take me away <laughs> like like <laughs> it was stupid but it, the entire before that all of it was great you fucking see the like the green lantern that they had there his hand gets chopped dark side was about to fucking take the ring and like shit like that like the entire scene was better i was very surprised how less he was than what i thought he was gonna be but that's like a nitpicky thing because still good enough for what they used it and made me excited to see, Oh my God, you know, we're, we're he's going to take them on in the next movie. Oh wait, there probably won't be. <laughs> That's right. Honestly, like this was a perfect setup for the next movie where it looked like he was just going to fucking, you know, very similar to Thanos, just fucking win and, you know, make earth his whole fucking like, his throne or whatever to just how fucking great he is and get this anti-life equation, which honestly, I feel like they could have came up with a better name for that. I don't know if it's, com- it's probably comics related. Yeah. I, yeah. I it just, I feel like they should be picky, but there's a better name than that. I feel but, <laughs> uh, that's just me. It just it's 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 sad to see that this we we never we might never know what happens and like the man he's like ah oh. kind of like similar like it made me kind of think of like when Thanos picks up the gauntlet he's like I guess I'll have to do it myself <laughs> and when uh, Darkseid's like I oh, will have to do it the old way or whatever I'm like oh he's gonna fuck shit up like he's gonna go crazy on them and we might never know. Um, I'll, I'll talk about what I was going to say as I mentioned all these random things. So this is a part where I'm going to mention stuff that could have happened in the sequels and also stuff that got cut out. So you probably saw this. This is making like the headways, like headlines and stuff. So apparently in the Snyder version, Lois is pregnant. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, we saw the pregnancy tests. Also, the Lois scenes are kind of useless, not going to lie. Um, like, I didn't need to see her fucking make coffee. Um... But it added to the story, I guess. Um, so she's pregnant. Clearly, it's Superman's kid, we think. In the original ideas he had, because apparently Snyder had the entire original movie that Warner Brothers said no to, and then after when they had to change the script up, that's what we ended up getting in this version, because he had an entirely different movie, and they said no to it. So apparently, his original idea is, yeah, Lois is pregnant, but it's Batman's kid because Batman fucks Lois and Superman as a fucking cuck that he is. He's like, I guess I'll raise this kid. (laughs) But what ends up 
it would have been the thing that we got the what confirms that she's pregnant and so this kid will have no powers and in super and in justice league three he will then grow up to be the next batman so just so fucking different but i also kind of wish damn you know how crazy would have been if batman does actually fuck around and fuck lois lane and you know gets her all knocked up and you know you bring her husband back from the dead and you know what he has to raise your kid that's a boss ass move (laughs) honestly batman that's why he's the best you know (laughs) is i the kids he said (laughs) (laughs) and you know the man is what made worth billions and he he don't gotta pay child support he's (laughs) just he's set like i I can't can't believe like that was actually a thought and i mean i'm glad that they kind of turned that down because i just feel like that that was just too much that's where I'm saying Zack Snyder goes a little bit too crazy. The, but a, I feel like there was a little, a little too much. Like, I wonder what there was probably stuff that was even crazier than that that was turned down. I wonder what those stuff was. But yeah, what I've seen from like I, I can't remember at all because I've just looked at like different bullet points and everything that would have been like these next two movies of the Justice League. It a lot of it in a good amount is like crazy and. But like some of it's like, oh, I really wish I fucking saw that. Like, you motherfuckers, why isn't this happening? The Legion of Doom would have been a, would have been there, and that's like part of like what we got teased with at the end scene where we see Lex Luthor um, and um, Deathstroke. You know, they would have formed it together. They would have got uh, Black Manta. They would have got uh, apparently Doctor Doctor Poison or whatever her name is, the one from Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, the first one. Uh, they would have had the Riddler, if I didn't already say that. They would have had uh, someone else. I forgot the fucking thing. But they would have had that, which would have been interesting to see. They would have been the villains in the second one. We also could have gotten Green Lantern and Deadshot in the nightmare scenes. But Warner Brothers like, no, 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 no. We don't want you touching Green Lantern. He had an mm-hmm. idea. Snyder wanted to possibly get maybe Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Which, you know, it was also funny because for the first time ever, Ryan Reynolds watched Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was like, ah, oh, man, God. He, I think he only liked, like, one thing about that movie. And it was his counterpart. Nah, <laughs> what is it? that makes sense. But uh, I, I, that would have been funny if they did that with Green Lantern and Ryan Reynolds. But, uh, yeah. I didn't I, hate well, Ryan Reynolds you know, in the movie. I just hated the movie. <laughs> I, I also I can see why Warner Brothers is like don't touch, don't touch the Green Lantern because we need to fuck it up first before yeah. you touch it. Okay, that's what that's our job. They're, so, they, they, he wanted to get John Stewart. He was trying to film that, and they said no, no, no. Which is why we ended up with Martian Manhunter. So apparently that reshoot that we saw, which was um, Ben Affleck talking to Martian Manhunter apparently Ben Affleck was just talking to kind of like whatever, and they were just going to input that guy in there later. So it probably would have been Green Lantern, but then they said no. So then they ended up having to do Martian Manhunter. And was it cool to see Martian Manhunter? Cool. It was a nice new thing to see, but did we need him in that scene or when he played Martha Kent? Not at all. It did nothing. It was not important at all. 
and just, damn, what a scumbag. He's been there for so many years. He saw Man of Steel happen. He saw Doomsday and all this shit. And he's like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a chill. I'm just here doing my thing. I'm going to pretend to be like some army guy. I'm going to chill out here. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that that now makes a lot of sense that that probably would have been Green Lantern because honestly, if like that guy just showed up, the uh, general whatever just showed up to Bruce Wayne's place, he probably would have just shown up in his human form and then maybe transformed into Martian Manhunter. He wouldn't just be fucking, I'm just going to go to this guy's place as the fucking Martian Manhunter and be like, hey, yeah, I'm interested in joining your team if you need me. You know, oh, you've been on. Oh, you just got to Earth. No, I've been here for like thirty years, <laughs> and you just you're now just deciding to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah like, why not? Don't fuck yourself. <laughs> like when I look at it, like it does make sense that they kind of just put this like afterwards, and they figured it out later when they figure out what rights they have. Because like you would think Bruce Wayne sees some random ass alien come here. You think he's going to like, he's going to, he's going to try and fight him or some shit because look at it. Superman was here. He tried to fight him and he's an alien and he looks like a person. You got some random ass alien in front of there. He's like, Oh, your parents would have been so proud. Bruce Wayne should be like, how the fuck do you know my parents? Like, what the hell are you talking about, buddy? Another, another interesting thing. And this is my last one. I think then we could basically summarize, give a rating for what we'd say this movie was. I saw this. I don't know how true it is, but apparently Adam Driver was approached about becoming in this universe. The t- idea might have been he would have been Lex Luthor. And honestly, I like Jesse Eisenberg, but <laughs> Adam Driver as Lex Luthor would have been very interesting. And especially if they made that man bald, because I bet he looks awful bald. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he does not look like he has to look for being bald, but either which way... I fuck with Adam Driver, and if they would have put him in there, that would have been cool. But <laughs> that would have been hilarious at the same time. Yeah, now I can, now I just keep thinking he he'd pretty much just be, I don't know, businessman Kylo Ren, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, uh, and I, I dig maybe it. Less and I honestly, <laughs> it may maybe, but uh, and I, I do I do enjoy Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Like, I I I feel like it, it was. It was good. He, he he did what he wanted. He's a great actor. He went all balls to the walls with it. Yeah. It probably is a little too much, but hey, who who cares really? And at the same time, what does it matter? Because it's not like it ruined the universe or anything. It, and it's not like he's going to do more stuff probably with it because I don't think he fucking cares about it anymore. So. Yeah, what, whatever. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe if they do a reboot or whatever, he, Adam Driver can play Lex Luthor now. Yeah. Maybe. At this point, it is what it is. But what would you rate maybe. this movie out of 10? Let's, let, let's give an official rating so I can maybe post it on the Insta. What do you say? Uh, I'd probably say... I, I didn't think it was like amazing or anything i think it was just it was a very good solid movie i'd say like a 7.2 7.2 like i think because like the more i think about there's stuff like then a good amount of reason it goes down is i just didn't care for the flash but also like concurrently i feel like i would give the weed and cut probably like a i don't know a 2.5 or something 
<laughs> pretty much half of what this is and then some like that's how bad that was and this just made it so much better <laughs> yeah i would uh i would give the weed and cut like a three i don't know it would just be my mm. it's a three that's still just lower and i don't fucking like it but based off of this movie and just based off this universe that we got i would give the snyder cut an eight an eight a solid eight you know it was mm. it it makes me, I have to maybe think about it again or maybe rewatch Batman versus Superman. And that one was really good to me. I know a lot of people hate it for some reason, but honestly, like there's a lot more pros and cons in that universe, in that movie, I mean. So I have to figure out which one I like more at this point because I was happy with both, with both of them. And fuck Warner Brothers. That's it. Fuck them. And I feel like the last thing... I just want to like talk about this is really just comparing the two is just all the things that the main things they fucked up with is just they had to cut they had to trim off so much because of how long the movie was and that makes sense but again like the reshoots and everything the stuff that they added just was so stupid to like I, I get why they took certain parts out and everything just to make time but like the Weed and Cut was two hours long. This was four hours. They cut so much out, and then they added just so much unnecessary stuff that it just made no fucking sense. And I'm just glad we got to see what this movie really was. And just pretty much that. I know it's this one, that Weed and One, I guess, is canon, but fuck it. We ain't, it ain't canon in our eyes. Exactly. Because when I look at this movie, and this was the overarching thing I thought, while just being immersed into what the Snyder Cut is, I was like, wow, the Whedon Cut really does not fit into this universe at all. Because the things that they added on here did not belong. Like, it just didn't. Mind you, I guess if it's a part of the DCEU, I mean, the DCEU is just weird right now. But Shazam, which is in the DCEU, for what I believe... Mm. It made sense if you did a lot of that bullshit in Shazam because Shazam's a different tone, better color. He's a ha- the character of Shazam, you know, is literally a child being an adult, so it makes sense for it to be quippy and and like fun. But it didn't make sense for this movie. It just didn't in the original version. So I'm happy that we get the Snyder version of what the movie should have been because clearly it made more sense. And I just don't understand like whatever Warner Brothers execs are like, yeah, like, let's do this, or you add this, or you do this, we let you do this, and then they fucking watched it, and like, that's the movie we're putting out. It just made no fucking sense to what the universe that you've already tried to develop. It's just how they saw it. One thing that just stuck in my mind with during the Weed and Cut was, of course, a lot of things with the reshoots with Superman, but fucking, when he is reborn and he has like some type of weird accent. Oh, especially when he's saying like, Oh, when he's talking to bleed. Yeah. He's like, dude, I know. Like, it's just, it sounded very weird. And I don't, I have a feeling it wasn't Henry Cavill doing that, or maybe he was told to do that. And they just, they fucked it up because it just made no fucking sense. 
And that threw me off a lot. And I'm so happy they took that out because it made it was bad. I did not like it. And talking about weird, weird voices, whenever Batman screams, when Ben Affleck screams doing his Batman voice, it always threw me off. Like, there's this one scene I had in my notes. I'm like, he's yelling at the Flash. I'm like, that was weird. Like, you, you, I, I, I can't play it. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, like, just weird. It, like, didn't sound like Bat, like Batman was, like, the one that said that. It sounded weird. I, I did not catch on that, but you're probably right. The next time you watch that four-hour movie, <laughs> you'll see it. It's funny, because I've seen, like, Bardock, he's tweeted that, like, oh, I'm going to rewatch it, BRB, and then another, the next day, he's like, all right, I'm going to rewatch it again. I'm like, wait, you've seen this movie three times already, dude? Like, how? That's a lot of fucking time. It's good, uh, but I don't know when's the next time I'm rewatching that, especially four hours. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't know about that, especially because maybe, maybe you go back and watch, like, the last hour or so, but I don't know if I can watch I don't know if I'll ever like just sit down and watch that four straight hours. I'd probably still just like, and I did do like that they cut it up into chapters because it just it made it more cohesive. Because another thing with the weed and cut, it was all over the fucking place. It was just they it just kept really, doing, spe- really especially the beginning. It was just like we got this, 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 this. Uh, anything leading up to them pretty much forming the Justice League. It was just all like cramped up and too much just fucking going on but still not enough and that's what this did and overall it was just a huge success i feel writing it wrong pretty much oh yeah i'll definitely i will be rewatching this one day if they do extend the universe it'll be my rewatch when i get prepared for the next movie or whatnot but um i like that you know even though it's long you could get past it uh because Mm -hmm. you know we watching it at home. So like for me, what I did, I watched like the first 20 minutes and then I went to sleep uh, for, and I watched it. I watched the rest the next day, but then I like got an hour and an hour through, I took a nap for another hour and then I came back and finished the rest. I mean, pretty decent for what it was. Also one mm-hmm. thing, you know, at first I thought I was going to mind it. And then I realized I don't really care the aspect ratio, you know, it was being a little box. I thought I was going to really hate it a lot, but just watching mm-hmm. like, I did not mind it one bit. I don't want movies to yeah, continue I, that, but I didn't mind it at all. I would have liked it to be wider, but it wasn't. At the beginning, I was really like, what What the fuck is this? I thought something was wrong, but it was like, I just Oh, you didn't know like, about oh, okay. the aspect ratio? <laughs> I did not know about the aspect ratio. I was just like, this is, this is weird. But it well, was, but I got used to it. Apparently, there's also, I think Zack Snyder is also going to release a black and white version of this cut i don't know why i think he originally wanted it to be black and white but hey, i'm happy they didn't release it yeah, now that's, that, that was, that's not the cut i'll be rewatching again, unless there's a lot of different again, things that's just too he's just trying to do too much you, you did your you did your part just just do do like do your own thing now calm down guy <laughs> anywho i think that's all we could talk about for the Justice League mm-hmm. for now. I mean, it makes sense that this was a long review because it's a long-ass fucking movie. But now, let's get mm-hmm. into something else that might not be as long. The Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1, 
titled New World Order. <laughs> I can't listen. I can't read anything that says New World Order without thinking. Da, 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 New World Order. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a shame that Hulk Hogan is, like, one of the key members to that because that motherfucker's racist. It's actually funny. I know I'm, I'm going off topic here. but mm. and I know, know what you're Hulk, about to mention. So Hulk Hogan I, 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 is the host of this year's WrestleMania, and he's doing it with Titus O'Neil. Oh, my God damn. It's actually funny. I saw this one post, and I was alarmed by it. And I was like, wait a second, I'm alarmed, but this is also exactly, someone posted like this Instagram that's like, uh, it's a uh, dedicated and it's made by like black wrestling fans and it's for like talking about like stuff like that. Um, And they literally had the entire line that he said that got like, you know, the racist shit that he said, you know, even in the line, Hulk Hogan says, yeah, I mean, everyone's a little racist, you know, and then he said, fuck those and I saw this as a, a post on my Instagram. I was like, Jesus Christ. And that's because, you know, he's the host of WrestleMania. I mean, you think in 2020, in 2021, after all the shit that's happened and cancel culture has been going crazy, especially for, you know, those that should be taken down when it comes to race. And Hulk Hogan still fucking Hulk Hogan. Ah. God, it, fucking it's just, it, it just shows the just, and I always said, I know what the fans want. It's so how much Vince McMahon is just out of touch because, all right, I get it. He is probably overall the biggest figure ever to come out of wrestling. But that's over with. No one is, no old, like my dad was watching way back with Hulk Hogan and everything, even like before that, I feel like with, uh, I don't know, like I remember one of his favorites was like, Billy Graham or someone like that, like all that. No one's going to, from that era, is going to watch WrestleMania because Hulk Hogan's hosting it. Because, again, he's going to probably fuck up like he did in in WrestleMania 30 when he called it the Silverdome, brother. Like, you can't put a mic in his face because he's going to fuck up. So, I just, it's, it's stupid. I don't get it. It's, and I also it, don't get so the whole stupid. host of WrestleMania either. Like Titus O'Neil doesn't need to be doing it either. It's just like it's WrestleMania. He, he did it last year. <laughs> he did it last year too with Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's it's a shame. I will say, like fuck you, Hulk Hogan, for making your racist like dots and like just being a racist public because like you've ruined a lot of things. Because like it's sad because he literally brought two generations of wrestling like he was part of the original golden era that they call it you know when Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan and then like he was a part of the Monday Night Wars which was probably one of the biggest things for wrestling fans and you know NWO kind of fucking cool with their music and their look and just being dickheads and shit like that but like Hulk Hogan man you ruined it plus you're right. Like no one's watching it because of fucking Hulk Hogan. And then the people that are excited for Hulk Hogan are cheering. Either one, they don't know what Hulk Hogan has done, or number two, if they know what he's done, they might be a little bit of racist in them themselves. So yeah, there's maybe... definitely probably people that like him more for what he's said and. Oh, and then (laughs) fuck them. And then there's definitely those people like, oh, you guys are so sensitive. Oh, you snowflakes. Like people, I feel like, unfortunately, there's a lot of, the term snowflake used to mean something. 
I feel like now, if you just don't agree with something because it is fucking, t- like, too much, like, if you're, like, it, it's crazy how, like, much the community, like, we kind of mentioned this last week or two weeks ago when we did the episode talking about, like, Pepe Le Pew and Dr. Seuss and shit. It's crazy how there are certain people that are like, yeah, you guys are so sensitive. When it's, like, something that you shouldn't not be sensitive about. Like, it's literally, like, that's a hate crime. That's racist. That's fucked up. That's, like, sexual predators. Like, you're fucking sensitive. I mean, there's definitely people that are proud of Hulk Hogan because they're like, he was one of the best wrestlers ever, brother. I don't care what he said. You're fucking racist. It's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech, man. Yeah. It's fucking racist. It is what you're saying with the whole snowflake thing is the people that are saying that like, oh, you guys are triggered so easily snowflakes. They're also snowflakes in their own right because they get triggered by when Dr. Seuss's company takes away six books that are racially insensitive and they get very upset by that. Like you're also being, you're being a snowflake as well. Like it's just, that's why uh, it's a little tangent. We had it, it's because so you know, because and that's how we should have started, life, brother. <laughs> that would have been sick. That would have been a sick <laughs> as intro. The episode starts off. All right, this episode of Falcon the Winter Soldier is paid by the New World Order. <laughs> Anywho, dude, you know, not um, not the craziest of episodes, but solid in its own right. It's funny because. My mom randomly watched this episode. Like, I showed up to my mom's house the next day, and I'm, like, changing things on her Amazon stick. And she's like, oh, yeah, that, I watched it? That shit sucked. That was bad. I'm like, mom, what the fuck are you talking about? I haven't watched this yet. I watched it tonight. She told me this on Friday. I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? She's like, yeah, it sucked. It was bad. I'm like, there was no action. I'm like, mom, do you know this is, like, a a show? Like, they're going to build up to certain things i was just perplexed by that but the show definitely wasn't like crazy at first as i thought it was going to be like jump right off the bat and just be boom 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 like left and right um but it was uh it was definitely good i liked the first episode it built up stuff it showed me some things i'm like it showed you like i even like the the shit where it's like you're taking you're taking away for a second of like you know cap i mean uh bucky's like a fucking winter soldier. He's a fighter now. He's a hero now. He took away for the fact that Sam's like, you know, the Falcon. And he's stuff like we got to look into like the PTSD and the trauma and like how Bucky's trying to make amends for all the issues he's created and all the people he's killed. And then you see Sam like his family's like, you know, his sister's struggling. Uh, you know, he's broke i guess maybe i don't fucking know like for some reason that well that lone guy wouldn't fucking give him a loan he's like oh can i take a picture fuck you buddy but like i was even that stuff was very interesting to watch i will say that was like i appreciated that storytelling it was different it was uh you know just diving in rather than just giving us action and and it was good uh, this was a perfect way to like start building it up i agree it wasn't like amazing or like it was just good how they started off it makes sense that they just you know because you know marvel knows what it's doing so they're gonna just build up to something fucking crazy they didn't just want to just throw everything at us uh the first episode but i mean what they did like 
especially like how it started off. I fucking loved that. Uh, I don't know what your mom was talking about, but that action sequence in the beginning with Falcon. And that was just sick. Pretty much him by that too. Him just by himself, no one helping. He's just fucking taken out of army. It was just in the sky. I, I, like no one could have helped him. You know, anyone. It was just, it showed how fucking badass he was and how he should be Captain America, but you know, he, 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 has some he doesn't feel that. Yeah, and I mean, how That'd be those are huge shoes to fill. I know, probably not in Tom's eyes, but like it's big. <laughs> I feel like Tom's gonna hate this this whole series oh. just because it's gonna center around like everyone's trying to be Cap and all that. Um, but I will say, I had this on my notes. I was like, do the bad guys know that flying is like Falcon's thing? You know, like they're in fucking little wingsuits gliding down. I'm like, this guy flying is his fucking thing. He's gonna wreck you. <laughs> <laughs> sure they bring out a helicopter and shit but he's he has his little drone and it fucking wipes <laughs> shit up i'm like dude you guys are, you should have stayed on land i feel you would have been much better on land than fucking taken to the skies you idiots you got gsp there gonna put him in a fucking <laughs> like, headlock fucking i don't fucking know that seeing gsp was also fucking cool and, and it seems like we'll see him more which is even better because he, he he didn't die, which you know I always like because that means they'll bring him back somehow. And... He didn't die yet. Sam was killing people. Like I had one other part of my oh. notes. I'm like, there's no way for sure. Like there's no way that guy because like you remember that one scene where Sam kind of like pulls a guy out of the fucking helicopter. There's like some rope or some shit. I'm like, yo, that guy died. And then like he puts a bomb on another helicopter. They also died. <laughs> How about the one where he just literally one of the guys going like. I don't know, parachuting down, he just like throws into a fucking canyon and he's like, he dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I like this. <laughs> like, this is like, like you know, shit. it makes sense. This is like, there's, the there's no like in the Marvel way. Universe just hurting them, but no, they fucking were killing them. <laughs> Jesus. Just, there's no way these people like wouldn't just be killed because just, it just makes sense. It's not like, oh, they safely just went onto the ground and they're in handcuffs. No, it would make sense that they just like, no, this guy's just dead. Fuck it. And he's, you know, that's what it seems like Sam's just made to, uh, told to do is just fucking kill everyone. That's your job in the, in the air force. And he's the fucking only one. And he's just got people on the ground on him. Oh, this, that, but he's doing all the fucking work. Yeah. So yeah, he spent six months in the air force, which then shows. So this is six months after Endgame, five months after WandaVision, and so this, like, their time right now, the current time, they're, like, in April 2024, and which is two months before Far From Home. So that's, like, where the timeline is at right now, which is it's interesting because, like, the anomaly has happened, but, like, we don't know anything yet talked about in this show. I don't know if they will, but maybe they will. I feel like they should, but we don't know what's going on there. Um, interesting, like, uh, that scene where they were retiring, like, Cap's, like, uh, shield into the Smithsonian, because clearly the, you know, what the show still is going to be about, kind of, like, who's going to be Cap, like, who's going to carry the mantle, and Sam doesn't feel ready for it, you know, he feels like, like you said, big shoes to fill, and it was, uh, the one scene, the one thing I took away from the scene is when they put the shield in the little glass thing. I'm like, even though I know they're going to give it to uh, 
this new Captain America. I'm like, aren't people worried? Like, someone's going to steal that shit? Like, you know, the bad guys? Like, if the bad guy's here, that shit's there. I feel like if I'm a bad guy, I'm like, I'm going to go steal that shit. Like, yeah, why it not? Would, it would just make sense to just have, like, some sort of replica there. But, uh, you know, that's just, again, just the government being stupid. You know, just letting things out. And then also just giving it to some random fuck that isn't uh, Falcon. Which, I mean, also it's just showing that this series is, and, you know, it's interesting that we touched on the topic a little bit, that it's going to be kind of race-related, it feels like. Because that got that government guy said it was the right thing to do to give up the shield. And then he gives it off to a white man. And it just feels like that could play a role in this. Oh Um, yeah. I mean, look at the loan that he wasn't able to get to like, definitely. I, I felt like he said something kind of like not the loan broker, but I felt like, Sam said something about like, yeah, this kind of happens to people like us or some shit. Like he said something along. I think his, his sister said that. Like uh, keep, stuff like this just keeps happening to us, right? Like, so, like how convenient! Like, uh, like oh that, yeah, because when he said like did. money got tight or they tightened things mm-hmm. around, you're like, oh, it always gets mm-hmm. like something like that. <sighs> Interesting, uh, but I feel like yeah, this will, this show will also touch on like just the government's involvement because definitely, as kind of seen before, like what a lot of civil war was like, the government wants to put regulations on these fuckers, and like by creating their own superheroes, they're going to try and push out and like try and throw this idea like, Oh, anyone else who's not made for the government or with the government, they're basically a terrorist or like they're not to be trusted or whatnot. I saw like on the credits like that, they were rolling with the cool arts and stuff like that. It said like enhanced are not the answer or something like that. It's kind of like what was written there. So this might be something that's either through the government or through the flag stompers, even though they're enhanced. Some of them, it seems mm-hmm. like that's the group that we saw fucking shit up. Uh, um, this show kind of like WandaVision. I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm interested to see because we didn't really get any answers on what's really happening besides like there's this little fucking militia group trying to do their own fucking shit and trying to fuck shit up. They were stealing money from a Swiss bank. And we're, I, I'm wondering, like, okay, Zemo, where he's going to tie into this. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're having some issues. Like, we saw when he's talking to, uh, when Bucky's talking to his therapist, he's like, oh, you haven't answered any messages from this guy, Sam. Also, Bucky got a flip phone. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I know you're 105 like years red, old. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, red flag. Like, I, I get it. Maybe. I don't know, did he become very adapt to that when he was a bunch of soldier in like the late 90s, early 2000s? Like, I just love flip phones, but like, just because he's old doesn't mean he needs a fucking flip phone. Uh, uh, I just, that, that was, that was something that I feel like just didn't make sense. Because again, who also, who has a flip phone these days? Even old people have at least some type of iPhone, some type of just generic smartphone, yeah, at least. You would think most yeah. old people do. I did see when I was at the hospital the other day, I did see an old person with a flip phone, though. But I'm like, it still makes sense. But that's the problem. They're like, the person I saw was definitely like in their 80s. 
Bucky, even though he's like 105 years old, he does not look like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was interesting. Is is this show going to be like also like My Name is Earl? Because like you see, Bucky has his own little book of like wrongs he's trying to write, kind of like Earl from My Name is Earl. And I also thought, I'm like, oh, that's funny. That kind of reminds me of a show. You know, it also kind of reminded me of a show. I was like, is Bucky and Yuri or Yuri, however you pronounce the um, Asian guy's name, is that going to be the Nick and Tran of the show? Because <laughs> at first, that really gave me Nick and Tran vibes. The only thing is, like, this guy spoke compared to Tran. <laughs> this, I thought this was going to be Nick and Tran for a hot second. It just made me think that, which was pretty funny. From New Girl, uh, uh, for people who don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, because that's one of the best uh, bromances, I would say, in tv and in just history in general that's one of the best parts of new girl and if anyone has never seen new girl go see it right now it's on netflix everything it's phenomenal phenomenal sitcom won't be disappointed i feel but uh i did i have to say i think what i've gotten from this first episode and what i think i'm gonna do a complete 180 on bucky i think i'm gonna really like bucky this in this series because i do especially this whole the whole men's thing and like he's like fucking with that uh senator that was fucking that fucked him over and how he's just like being a dick and is like uh i'm no longer the winter soldier i am james bucky barnes uh i just feel like if he keeps doing it like he's gonna do that more and often he's gonna become more likable and i think i'm gonna enjoy him I, i i enjoyed everything that he was in this uh episode uh I, that I plus his action well. when he was the winter soldier doing that shit that mm. was badass that was like we just saw falcon be badass and even though you know we're seeing mm. the winter soldier be an asshole and kill people and do the shit you know hydra's making him do that was fucking killer and little did i know like i did not see that this was this whole relationship he has with yuri or mm. yuri is because he murdered his fucking son Th- i did that's not what, know. that was that was fucking heavy when you like came to that realization. It's just like, Oh, that's why he's cause like, I just assumed like, Oh, he's hanging out with this old guy. Cause he's old, you know, uh, yeah. it just makes sense. But like, Oh no, he's really doing it because he fucking murdered his son. And, and it's just so also sad, sad that like, he, he doesn't know why. And like, it's just, uh, he, he literally says, know, I but- just want to know why he died or what happened. And like, <laughs> Damn, man, that's so fucked up. I felt so bad for the dude. I'm you know, like, it, it's gonna be like, it's eventually gonna happen. You know, it's gonna it might happen next episode when he fucking tells him how it's gonna happen. That's gonna be. It's gonna break the intense, man's heart, to say the least. Yeah, I'm uh, so not ready for that. But you know, it was, <laughs> that was sad. You just see, just the loan officer or whatever you want to call him the dude from the bank or whatever the fuck that you could call it that they were trying to get a loan from dude sucked he was like you know you guys don't like it you guys what do you have a superhero fund or something and then he's like oh let me take a picture of you oh can you take another one with your your arms out like dude shut the fuck up that's crazy how they won't give someone who saved the world a fucking loan like also where it it does bring a good question like do the avengers have money i saw somewhere said like uh apparently like they have government contracts which he does mention so like apparently they got like six figure salaries off of that but like it was just weird that Uh, they don't get the loan but 
fuck that dude who doesn't get along. I hope he does come back and like Falcon, like kind of like in Spider Man, where he could have like helped the guy or some shit like that. Like you know, in Spider Man One, where the guy was supposed to give him more money and he didn't, so he gets robbed and he could have saved them, but he didn't. You know, I kind of hope that kind of happens in this. If Falcon's like, oh, <laughs> he should have, he should have gave me the fucking loan, dude. Oh, it's not my problem. Is that what that's that is? <laughs> I forgot the part where that's my problem. <laughs> uh, that would be great if also he says that exact line too. If that's yeah. Oh my god! And that's how you introduce introduce Spider Verse somehow. <laughs> it's it's through this show, but uh, like I mentioned before, I just really appreciate the uh, backstories we're getting here. You know, there's the main mm-hmm. lo- story that we're going to get involving like Zemo and involving the flag stompers and shit like that. And with this new captain America, but the stuff on the side, I did, I did like, I did like this whole like internal issues that they're, that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm very interested in how this, like, if, is this new cap, is he like, did they? Did he get like a super uh, super soldier serum too? And is that how these flag stompers? How they've gotten it? Maybe by stealing, or of course, because the government sucks, they somehow gave them su- super soldier serum. And like, I don't know. I could see a lot of connections and everything. And how I, I just can't wait till Falcon or Winter Soldier, or probably both, just beat the shit out of this new Captain America because he. He just looked like trash, especially because his ears were kind of like down because that like the, the helmet was like so when the mask was just so small, it just looked weird. It was just like, oh, yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt Russell, who's the actor who plays this new Captain America, you know, Kurt Russell's kid. He, I have like he just looks kind of dorky. I don't fucking know. It just looked weird. It just either dorky, weird. I don't know what to describe it. Even though, obviously, like, because it's not Chris Evans, it'll always look fucking different. Mm. But he just didn't look like he should be the person. I don't know. No problems, yeah. no issues with Wyatt Russell, but it just looked weird. Maybe it's just, like, That's... something that'll take getting used to the watch and, like, see him more on uh, on the screen. But it was, like, the first glimpse, I'm like, that looked weird. <laughs> it, it did. And also, I, I feel like that's the, that's the effect, though, that they're giving off, like... It's not supposed to look right because it ain't ain't Steve Rogers. Yeah, plus it's like traditional propaganda. That's what they're trying to revert Captain America to be like a propaganda Mm. piece. Um, That was also weird. Uh, (laughs) When uh, when Sam, he's on his phone and he gets that text from Torres, who's, uh, you know, I guess like his friend who's in the Air Force with him. And I don't really know what he said beforehand in this text. I'm going to just say, he's like, oh, I got beat up last night. And then he sends a selfie of himself. He's all beaten up. I just started dying. That. I'm like, dude's out here just sending his boy a selfie. Like, look at me. I'm all beat up, bro. Um, I, 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 I think learned... he sent that. He sent that like 10 minutes after he got beat up. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> quick selfie bro look at me the fact that he took a selfie was just fucking hilarious I, I don't know why they included that but it was fucking hilarious um, I didn't know I, I when I watched the breakdown because even though there wasn't really much to break down in terms of like easter eggs and comic stuff that came out of this so Torres does eventually actually in the comics become Falcon so when 
Falcon becomes Captain America, he becomes Falcon. He also has like actual wings, which is weird. I don't think he's. I don't think they're gonna do that here. But um, little fun fact. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I also did like that they related uh, back to sleeping on the floor because we saw when Bucky mm-hmm. was sleeping on the floor, and that's kind of like a conversation that Cap had with Falcon. He's like, "Oh yeah, you can't sleep." I had to do the same thing, you know. I'm used to sleeping on rocks and stuff. Like sleeping on the bed, it just felt like I was gonna fall through. It was like soft, like a marshmallow. I'm like, "Ah, oh, that was something all the way from Winter Soldier they brought back, which I kind of dig." Yeah, I mean, that's. They kept doing that in WandaVision too. It's like that that's how good they are to bring back just little things that you won't notice at first glance, but these breakdowns and everything will show you and it just shows how much detail they'll put in to everything, including these shows, the movies, everything. It's you know, the complete opposite of what uh, DC does. And, all right. I that's mean, not really, Zack Snyder related, you know. Honestly, really. But uh, uh, man, Marvel, you do us well. But Zack Snyder, you also did us well. So thank you. Oh, uh, but yeah, I guess that's uh, that's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one. It's five more episodes. We're already like you know compared to what we had in Wandavision, where we had a whole nine, and that was short. Now we got five of this. But with that, that just only means that shit's gonna pick up fast. Like we're probably gonna get Zemo mm-hmm. next episode. Um, so very interested to see what's going to develop right off of that. And I'm excited. Not the, not the craziest first episode, but it did its job. It's, it's setting it up and it's also, it's longer episodes than WandaVision. So they'll get more shit done in these, you know, though they have fewer episodes, but I think they'll just still do it enough and, I'm just interested what this whole series will lead to because will there be a second season or will this lead to some type of movie? Will it connect to a movie that's, you know, already been announced, you know, it's very intriguing as anything Marvel puts out is. Honestly. And like from the way, like, I feel like the show's going to be good no matter what. But yeah, I could I could see this show being something they could always come up with a second series of like WandaVision. It's it'll be I, I really wouldn't understand how they could, but it, if Marvel can pull it off, that would be great. But this is like the story that these guys could do, or just so we have more Winter Soldier or more Captain America stuff in general out of here. It could be it could be a nice uh, show that they could keep going for at least three seasons or something like that. But uh, let's see what happens with next week's episode. And that's our episode. We came back after a week hiatus, and here we are. Thanks again, people, for listening. Thank you, Finn, for being on the show. Of course. All right, people. Peace out and catch you Wednesday.